Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. My guest on the podcast today is a guy that I go back a lot further than sometimes I remember. Uh, I think maybe like the third or fourth day that I was ever in America, I met Tyler Berriman through Wes Williams and Ryan Walters. And it was kind of a crazy two-month period where I just lived with Berriman and Walters and I didn't know either of them before I moved into this like crazy house in Canyon Lake uh, that we all ended up hanging out for two months. And then that culminated in a road trip uh, from California to Atlanta. Um, So... Yeah, it was kind of like really crazy to kind of like meet Tyler in this point. And then we did that crazy drive. And mind you, this is before Tyler Berriman was the Tyler Berriman that everybody knows now. Tyler had won a couple Loretta championships and he'd won some nationals and he was still just clinging on to like the race thing. And I don't think any of us really foresaw what Tyler was gonna do in his career because it really is quite remarkable when you kind of like step back and think about that kid in 2010 that I met uh he's won a bunch of x games medals he's just signed a crazy deal with Red Bull and he's one of the most stylish and influential I guess riders when it comes to putting out video content and I guess this new world of showcasing your skills on a dirt bike through social media. Uh, Tyler was here for the day in the dirt, and unfortunately, he got hurt uh, test riding. Uh, The bike didn't have fuel in it. He thought it did. It was kind of one of those deals uh, we get into a little bit. Um, But either way, the silver lining is we get to spend a couple of hours having a catch-up, which we haven't done in a really long time. So I guess without me talking too much more... uh, Gypsy Tales featuring Tyler Berman. Pretty stoked. This was a really, really cool chat. And uh, I hope everyone uh, likes it as well. Cheers. Yeah, you can listen in, bro. Yeah, of course. Brian. Brian can listen. Brian is in. Yeah, Brian's in on this. Um, <laughs> recording. 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 It's all there. TB, son. Not the circumstances that I wanted this podcast to go down. Yep, but uh, we're here. We we actually were talking to this lady on the, on the phone this morning, and she said, "Well, you still got your leg, so that's you know, it's a plus. Still got it." Yeah, there's still definitely. Got my foot. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely always uh, massive positives that come out of 
yeah. moto like anytime basically you fucking stay alive really. yeah for sure you gotta play to, you gotta pay to play and it's not if it happens it's when you know so that's definitely like that's one of the shittier things like i guess with like just the mentality yeah. of riding is like and i'm even there at the stage where i'm at is like I just don't want to get hurt anymore. Yeah, but for sure, it's not a like you don't get a choice. You don't just go to ride and be like, oh, I'm just going to cruise because it it can happen whenever. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, proofs in the pudding right here. That's exactly what happened to me um, a couple of days ago. It's just one of those things. Like you know, we get we get going somewhere and and uh, so psyched to ride. Like we just flew halfway across the country and got there and we we're just frothing to ride mm. and walk the track and. And, uh, yeah, just one of those things, man, you get out there and the last thing you're thinking, like at that point you go look at the track, you're just like, Oh, let's, let's go rip, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, just to like, I mean, f- so first things first, just to like clarify some things, like obviously I got hurt here, came down for day in the dirt down under and I uh, got here, but it's one of those things like, you know, the whole fast house crew, we all came over and it was, dude, it was like like I said, we got there and we were just frothing and, uh, and it was, it, it basically, we got back, we were all putting our gear on and everyone was basically just like, who wants to go ride first? And I was just like, at that point I'm like, yeah, go, go rip. I'm still getting my gear on. And it was just one of those things. And, uh, one of the guys in, they, and I mean, long story short, they ended up not putting any gas in it. And, uh, I just got handed a running bike and it's by, by any means, is it not anyone's fault or anything? It's like exactly what you're saying. Shit happens. And it's not if, if it happens, it's when, and, and, uh, at that point, like we're so pumped, just sat on a plane for 14 hours. I was like, so amped to go ride and got handed a, a running bike and, and, you know, away she went I ran out of gas on maybe one of the only jumps on the whole track so um that was kind of unfortunate but you know it's one of those things and I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason so um like I said yeah it's all good it's just unfortunate circumstances and and to clear things up a little bit like waking up in the hospital I was just like woke up and I was by myself and I pretty much just copied and pasted what had happened just that I was texting to people like oh this is what happened and I you know kind of out of it put it on my story and and it sucks to like just see kind of some of the reaction people are like oh so what did you write on your story so basically someone had asked me what had happened what I was writing and stuff and all that and I basically just put on my story like copied and pasted and I just said I was writing a brand new KTM it died off the lip I jumped off case the landing and ended up just listed off all my injuries. But you know, I think, but then it like left a bit too much room well, for like I, people to say like, Oh, fucking yeah. This happened, and, that happened. and you know, that's, that's like one terrible thing about social media. You know what I mean? Like yeah. being emotional in a state and you just wake up and you post something and not knowing, like, obviously I have 175,000 people or whatever it is that follow me. Like, not knowing the impact of, of what you're saying when you're saying it until yeah. it's out there. You know what I mean? And I just had people like a couple people. Did you get people, any shit for it? Uh, a little bit for sure. Just, I mean, and I can totally understand why. And it was 100% just me waking up and you know, like yeah. I'm halfway across the world and I just broke myself off, woke up out of surgery and was by myself and just like, just, and you know, my DMS are just going crazy. What happened? What happened? What yeah. happened? And you know, how fast word spreads and, and, uh, 
I mean, at that point, I like I didn't even know that there was no that there was no gas in the bike until my until Steve flew over. And when when Steve flew over, then basically he eased into telling me like, yeah, so sorry, but there was no petrol on the bike. I'm like, man, like, but at that point, you know, it's one of those things I like. (laughs) Yeah. I think your life works better when you don't blame people for yeah. shit that like you could have easily checked. It, you know like, what I mean? Like there's a there's a, a philosophy of this dude named Jocko Willink. He's a Navy SEAL guy, uh-huh. and it's called Extreme Ownership, and it's a fucking rad book, and I'd recommend it to anybody listening. Mm-hmm. Basically, he was the uh, SEAL team commander in like Iraq and in Ramadi and shit, uh-huh. and he basically practices this principle of extreme ownership. So even if something's not wasn't his fault like one of his soldiers did something yeah he was the guy that was instructing or that guy was under so ultimately it come back to him yeah so he practices this thing of like never passing the buck onto anything any every single thing in his life is his fault yeah so it's like fuck even as like hard as it is yeah it's like you could have checked the gas somebody you know what exactly I mean? so and like and like i said it's just one of those things being in the moment i was frothing so hard to ride yeah. and, and the thing was that the guy that went out first, he went out and did two laps. He came in, handed me a running bike. I did two laps, came in, handed off a running bike. Because at that point, we had six of us and only three bikes. So we yeah. were just, and we didn't, they were still working on the track and getting it ready. And, and we only had basically like an hour to ride. So between six of us. So um, basically got handed a running bike, did two laps, handed the bike off. Another guy that works for Fast House did two laps he handed it back off to me and at that point on my second lap i had just jumped that triple step up right in the middle of the track and was like oh darren let's let's go let's cruise over there and sure as hell like third gear pin standing up coming into it and go to seat mounts it and just bowl like absolute worst fear in my whole entire life of of riding a motorcycle it's the last thing you ever want to happen or expect to happen but it's at that point it's like the last thing i I seeing them take off. I saw one of the guys put gas in his bike and I just, you just assume it, it, you know like what I mean? So it, easy because it, you do it so much. Yeah. And it's just too easy to just like, like I said, get handed a, a running bike and you're just so pumped. Like I said, just got off the plane for 14 hours. So, um, you know, it was just one of those things, man, like can't put the blame on anyone. Cause it could have been any one of us, you know yeah. what I mean? And we put, like I said, we did two laps each. We kept passing the bike on and off and on and off. Like it, it could have been any of us, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, I guess like I'm to me, like, I'm glad it didn't happen to someone else. Cause yeah, there true. was two, the two older guys that I was sharing the bike with, like they probably, they're not 27 years old. They probably couldn't take a hit. Like I yeah. could, you know, not necessarily that I could take the hit either. Cause I've been through a lot, but, um, no, I, I know what you're saying, but, uh, it's survivor's guilt, <laughs> Yeah, but it's all good. Like, you know, like I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all good. I think it's just part of the story and it's just, it's going to be a good test of just my will and make me take a step back and just focus on what's important. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always good to, you know, one fucking massive positive in all of this is you're a Red Bull athlete now. Yeah. And cause those motherfuckers have the best of the best of the best yeah, of the best. Absolutely. So like you get hurt when you're just, TB, the fucking privateer hucker driving around in that rape van. Yeah. You ain't getting the same no. kind of care that you are as nope. a Red Bull dude right now. So, I mean, 
just that like this is that yeah. gonna be your first time dealing with like that to- that infrastructure yeah like that that's a huge blessing yeah huge blessing absolutely like like i said steve dropped everything that he had and, and flew halfway across the world to to come just pretty much sit by my side and make sure i had the best possible care possible so um plus benny was and yeah, yeah ben ben foster well. and i mean dude, there was there was a lot of people that that definitely helped but um these guys obviously you know you hear about that like red bull athletes and how yeah. the, the the platform they have and and you know the the like high performance center and everything that they have at their exposure and, and until you have you get into an unfortunate circumstance like this you don't really get to experience yeah. that but now it's like you know obviously it just happened but they these guys just dropping everything they're doing and coming mm-hmm. to to give me the best care possible like it was <clears throat> so little to rewind a little bit when when they took me out of there we would, for some reason whoever at the track told us that we should stay in Ipswich and what I'm from what I'm gathering <laughs> You don't stay in Ipswich. That's so, Victorville, son. Yeah, so <laughs> that's where we were already staying, and uh, we basically, yeah, I'm actually thirsty. Thank you. Yes, Young Henry's. It'll do because they don't sell 805 here. Nah, <laughs> hey, we're running on US time. Cheers. This is a US podcast right now. Um, so yeah, so basically I'm, when it happened at that point, like I I got so, so, so lucky, like that the, the bike, when I hit and I, my body, I basically was going about 65 feet, probably doing at least 30, 30 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour and just dead stop. So like the compression that my body took was pretty heavy and like, you know, like I, I know it could have been way worse, like looking back on it now, yeah. you know, like I, when I hit and like now that it was pretty much slow motion in my head, but when I hit the bike literally was six inches from me. Like oh, if that thing would have smoked, you, bro. yeah, if that thing would have smoked me in my back, like we would have, you know, we might Different not be, yeah, not be here telling this story. So I'm super thankful it wasn't worse. Like when I got up at first, I tried to get up and I knew right away. It was like, mm. I for sure thought I did both my feet, you know, and then kind of got off to the side and first thing I did is just it hurt but just ripped my boots off because I did not want that thing to swell up yeah, and then, and then just yeah. it get be even more pain getting it off later so anyways get get down there and and did go through the whole ambulance thing they get me in the ambulance and then basically they said that they're taking me to Ipswich hospital and and you know I'm working with a bunch of Americans at that point like, like my crew no no yeah. none of us knew what the hell we were doing you know and and uh I get there and and you know, at, at that point, then it starts just like the first thing I said when I'm I'm getting loaded in the ambulance, I, I told Kenny, the owner of Fast House, I'm like, Kenny, please just take my phone and, and you got to get a hold of Steve yeah. and tell him what had happened um, just to try to figure out a game plan, basically. So, um, you know, I basically at that point between Red Bull, they had got a hold of Ben that Ben runs the Red Bull stuff down here. So, um he basically got on the phone and right away he went drove straight from the gold coast to ipswich and went to the hospital and was like you got to get out of here right now like you cannot like they are not touching you there's no way and like and and at that point i didn't know i was in so much pain i was just like yeah and that to be fair too like that hospital is not designed for like crazy shit you know what i mean that's like a rural hospital for sure that's like designed to be for 
you know, the fucking first point of call and then you go to like a legit yeah, hospital. Exactly. Like, like super close to a capital city. Yeah. So, and I mean, at that point they were, they were worried, they felt up my spine and stuff and they mm. were worried about, you know, the compression that I took on my back as yeah. well. And, 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 uh, so they basically, you know, they got me there and I was in so much pain. Like they, they didn't really like, it, it was the whole like timing of it. Like it's kind of all blends together for me. Cause yeah, like, I, cause like I was in, so like, mm. and, and I honestly, I sound like I, I feel like a pussy saying it cause I know it could be so much worse. And I know how many like these, like, I mean, I've dealt with it a bunch. I've had four ACLs compounded femur, femur and shit, like, yeah. and like seeing the femur out of my skin, like it was traumatic, but dude, that was nowhere near the pain of the pressure that was in really? my foot. Like, it was crazy. Instantly, my foot just felt like it was burning, and it felt like there was so much pressure inside of it. it wasn't that swollen, but it just felt like there was so much mm. pressure inside of it. Like I felt like I just touch it and pop, and and uh, so I get there and like they start just running all these scans and doing everything, trying to figure it out. And I, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm not even sure that I got CT scans on my back or or anything mm. before they transferred me and Ben got me transferred out of there. So. I mean, I was in there and, and dude, it was gnarly. There was like, I remember Ben got there the first night and there's, there's this lady, I don't know what, what she was on all iced out or something, but running through there saying she was going to stab everyone and kill everyone. And like, dude, it was like real deal. You yeah. Know? Fuck it. <laughs> so, um, at that point I'm like, okay, like what? Hey, wh- cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was kind of gnarly. And then basically they, they kept coming in and, and they kept just like, I didn't really have anyone at that point, like, you know, obviously no family with me or anything. Yeah. And like, and to a point like, you know, Kenny and those guys, like there, it's also their event. Like they can't, like well, there the, was so much shit going on with like the event itself. That yeah. It's like the, the, the timing the, of this the, is terrible. It was terrible. It was yeah. the first day we got there. We were riding the track Tuesday and the event started Friday and they still had so much work to do by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean? And then so, the other thing is there's no cell reception out yeah, there. Yeah, nothing. So it's not even like you kind of, if you're at that event, you're so like, you're gone from communication. Yeah, and, and I know like, you know, like Kenny and those guys, they had, they had a lot of like, they had a lot of shit they had to do. Like, and, and I would not expect them to be like, oh, we just fucked the event because our boy got hurt. Like that's, that's their event and they, that's their job, what they're doing, you know? So it was just being there by myself for a minute and it was just like, dude, the nurses just kept coming in. I was in so much pain. Like I could never get in front of it. You know, I could never yeah. get to like myself settled yeah. and com- comfortable and then stay ahead of it. They just kept pumping me with, with so much shit, dude. And like got to the point where I'm like, like I was like calling for the nurses and I like hit the button and the nurses wouldn't come. And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. And I'm like literally fall- uh. falling back, laying in the bed, staring at the ceiling. Like, and like I said, I feel like I almost feel like pussy saying this, like you're, being like this because I know it could be so much worse but like I the end me, of the day though like me physically sucks. like I had never endured that much pain to this point that's crazy which is crazy to me because I'm like I you know whatever you've had worse injuries yeah. and, on paper <clears throat> on paper exactly so I'm like sitting there dude and I'm like staring into the ceiling and I'm like I'm like dude it, like it's like tunneling in you know and at that point i'm like I'm so were you on like tons of morphine or something morphine fentanyl like they were giving me everything they possibly could and, and it was no- still hurting. nothing like they were giving me tablets like fuck dude it was so gnarly they basically got to the point where they i was laying there and i'm like dude i i need at that point i feel like i just needed someone 
that I knew yeah. next to me that could just, I could just be like, okay, like just talk there. I was just literally sitting there by myself trying to get these nurses yeah. to help me and no, you know what I mean? And, uh, so finally, like I, I leaned forward and I, and the dude tells me like, Oh, Hey, sit back down. You can't move your back or your neck. Cause I still was in a neck yeah. thing. And I'm like, well, dude, I've hit the button 15 minutes ago. I've been saying, excuse me. You guys keep walking by. No one's looking at me. I keep having, and at that point, there, there was this older nurse, kept, and I like vaguely remember it. It's like I said, it was all blur, but she kept coming in, and she's like, like I could hear the, the, the machines behind me, like the flatlining almost, you know, yeah. like beep, like I wasn't breathing. Like I would get below that point, and, and like, dude, the lady would come in, and she's like, Tyler, Tyler, like you, you got you to gotta breathe. You got to breathe. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, well, seriously, like I've been trying to like, I've been trying to get somebody here. Like, can you please just send one of my friends that's in the waiting room to be here? Oh, to so just, they wouldn't let anyone in. At that room. point, they weren't letting anyone in. I'm like, just Ugh. send one of my friends in here because they were all waiting for me, but they're outside. You know, that was just like a total nightmare, dude. Yeah. And and um, so I they finally I so I'm like, you just send one of my friends in to at least so I have something to talk to. Like, I'm sitting here. I like you guys are pumping me with everything you can and I'm I'm in so much pain I can't get in front of it but I don't have anyone to talk to I'm literally like it, it's to the point where I'm forgetting to breathe yeah you know what I mean and and finally like they're like okay 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 like finally went out there and uh and got Kenny at that point Kenny came in and it was like okay like then I had someone to like oh yeah like just you like know like, fuck, like, like and then, yeah shit. yeah just and at that point like I was like hyperventilating like I couldn't it was crazy like I couldn't I, like I said, I feel like a pussy talking about it like that, but it's like, it was, it was mind blowing. Like I couldn't like, it, I was so lightheaded and feeling like I was going to pass out that I couldn't breathe. Like mm. it was so gnarly because there was just so much pressure, like I said in there. And, and well, when pain's I, pain's a motherfucker like that. Like I remember when I had my kidney surgery, mm. I got, they made me get up. It was like, I think I had two days where they wouldn't let me get up and I still had a catheter. And then they come in, they were like, oh, we're going to take the catheter out and then you got to get up. How's that? That is the worst thing Dude, on this planet. I was like, I was like, at that point I didn't care. Like I wanted the catheter in because of how bad my guts hurt because yeah. they did like the full cut across yeah. there. So then they were like, yeah, we got to take this catheter out. And I was like, nah, man, because then I won't be able to piss. And they're like, well, that's a thing. Like we got to get you up. So then anyway, pull the catheter out. And then I stood up and like, I've been through a lot of shit as well, like yeah. with injuries and yeah. stuff. So it's like, you know, you have like a good gauge of pain. It's like oh yeah tib fib feels like this broken yep. sternum feels like this yeah yeah and so then they'll i get up i was like oh, i gotta piss can you bring me a bedpan and they're like no nah, you've got to go like you've got to walk because once you can walk to the toilet they're like you're going home yeah so then i was like i was like i'm not getting up no like, well, we're not bringing you a bedpan so i had to get up and i'm on one of these walking frames and i was like shaking dude like you know when yeah. people pass out because yeah. of how something hurts yeah, i didn't think that was sure. real or I thought you had to be like, like shot go, or something. When you go into shock, but you don't you don't know it until you experience it, you know? Yeah, and I was just standing on that fucking walker and like just from a surgery, dude. Yeah. yeah. But and then I started shaking and I like, dude, to that piss to this day is like my benchmark for yeah, pain. For sure. So it's like, yeah, sometimes that pain just makes you do fucking gnarly yeah, shit, man. So dude, and and like I said, once I and I think another reason a tiny bit closer, I reckon. Yeah. I think like a big reason why it was hurting too is because like when they when I got in there like I blew my navicular into pieces so the chunks were everywhere in there. What's your navicular? So the navicular is basically like right where your tib and fib come down, and then right below it's the talus, and then the heel, and then there's there's uh, 
the navicular bone that goes sideways, basically right in the joint where your where your ankle moves. We might get Brian to look that up. How do we look that up? The navicular. I pretty, feel like I'm pretty solid with anatomy, but I don't know. Dude, what that one it's is. crazy because like, like I was terrible in school, and I've learned so much. Can't be giving away your password, dude. I can edit that shit out, son. They <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. Uh, B O, and then just go into the settings and maybe make it not shut off. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go to, yeah Chrome there. Um, so navicular. It, it would be navicular in your foot because there's one in your wrist too. Yeah, because I thought it was in your wrist. That's yeah, why. there's I was. a there. It, it's the same as your wrist though. There's very limited blood supply. To the navicular in your yeah, foot, just okay. like your wrist. So, <clears throat> so that thing. So you shattered that thing. Yeah, completely blew it apart. Like, really? Yeah. He had to put five screws through it, oh. and the screws the screws are going through it in every which direction. What? So that that square the square chunk like right in front of it that yeah. that the cursor's on. That's where your tip goes down. Yeah. And then the navicular's right in front of it, and then the bit the big chunk that you see goes all the way around that's that's the, the cal- calcaneus it's what it's called but yeah the heel bone and then the talus is right underneath the the square piece yeah and f- like behind the navicular so it goes like navicular talus heels underneath and then tib and fib connects to the top yeah right and it's crazy like i've so learned that's a full compression thing so full, that's why that happens full compression. So your tib and fib drives into that bone and then yeah. explodes it basically yeah, basically fuck that yeah all it, of that it and the talus is right there too and i i think i got lucky by not destroying the talus too like i, I did break it pretty good but the only one that required all like the screws and stuff was a navicular because it basically was gone. It was disintegrated. Fuck. So it's going to um, be crazy when they can like uh 3d print that shit, man. Yeah, Cause like sure. they're starting to do that stuff. Now I was reading an article the other day, a guy in Brisbane, man at this hospital, he printed all of the, um, that metacarpals metatarsals metatarsals i think in, in your the hand, hand and your foot yeah, yeah. so they he re- 3d printed this guy like had basically smashed all of it because when you i hurt my wrist at the start of the year mm-hmm. and um like Are you choking someone out no nah, fucking my dude my <laughs> bike dude the uh the slide stuck on in my screaming eagle oh. so i'm like fourth gear wedge bro no uh, uh, just a grass track man my buddy's fine yeah and like I just hit the brakes pulled the clutch in and the clutch was gone as well so as the clutch was in nothing like it just fucking barely slowed the thing down so I had to like full Valentino Rossi low slide it dude and my bike just slid for ages I probably crashed for like I reckon about 60 yards damn just it was wet grass yeah and I was fourth gear pin and you're not you're not stopping on grass and it's like long grass too yeah yeah. so then just and then the thing just end for ended but I ended up hurting my wrist and then I started like Google doctoring some shit mm-hmm. and like really looking in, but the wrist is just a it's a mess. Like yeah. so, when when people break their wrists and have trouble with it for so long, it's because those bones are like, They're, and it's like what happened with you with yeah. your navicular. It's like you've got to put so many screws in them just to try and yeah, get and them that's bind together. And that's a thing. Like, <clears throat> there's so many like bones in your hand and your foot like you want to have someone that's a specialist to do that like mm. the doctor that i had do mine he's a foot specialist so like you don't want just anybody to just no. go in there because that you can really do more harm than anything you know what i mean so yeah. um <clears throat> yeah it was so i ended up i completely disintegrated my navicular i broke my talus 
I broke my calcaneus, which is my heel. Um, talus is basically your ankle. I broke my third metatarsal. I broke both my big toes. Dude. And I, <clears throat> coming to conclusion, I might have already had a slightly torn ACL, but the impact blew my fourth ACL on my right knee. That's, so. that's, that's a lot of work that you did on your foot. Yeah. And like, well, like I said, man, I still look back at it like could have and should have probably been worse. Like that mm. bike was so close to me and I just needed to take it as a blessing for what it is, you know, like I'd, I, you know, I, I think like the biggest part, the hardest part for me, the first day, like especially leaving the track was just knowing like I have the most hectic schedule coming up mm. or I, I did. So what did you have coming up? Because um, I mean, like to kind of backtrack a little bit yeah. and it's been cool because you were one of my first friends in America. Yeah. So 2010, I didn't even know, I didn't even know Walt. Like I nope. knew Wes yep. through filming. And so when and I I've, first... I had just met Walt, I think at that time too. Yeah. Just, just met all those boys in 2009. So, so it was all like at the same time. Yeah. Everyone was kind of like this little, this yeah. little super group was like forming right around yep. that time. And, uh, and then so I went and spent two months at Walt's. I never even knew Walt. I just knew Wes from yep. filming. And then when I went to California, I didn't really have any place to stay. I yep. stayed at Bilko's for two nights. And then he's like, hey, my parents are coming. Like, you got to go. go. So then I, I was I went to Parlor Press Day. And then I met Wes for the first time. And then Walt was with him. And then I was like, he's like, well, why don't you come stay with Walt? And I was like, all right. Because it was just that new Canyon Lake house yeah. and no one was living no there. No one was living there, yeah. So we just run amok for like two oh. months. and like. Me- I there. remember there we didn't have any furniture there was in the no house. Furniture. Just literally like one chair in the living room with like a like a, a eating like dinner tray with like a TV set on top of that, a little flat screen. The like, pool table was there. Pool table came with the house. That yeah. was pretty tight. So. so yeah, we had the pool table <laughs> and then I, I had like a bed and then uh, like a little desk and I'd like work in that room near the pool table yeah. but so i guess the kind of where i'm going with that just yeah. maybe give people some background on how long we've known each yeah. other but at that time like you were just one loretta's schoolboy, yeah yep. college boy. I, had, I had racked up a few championships in 2009 and uh just through like whitney and and a few other places and then uh and then 2010 won Loretta's and then uh, in the college boy class. And then I got fifth in the intermediate class mm. that year. I think it was like 250 intermediate. It was gnarly. I think Bogle won. Nelson was second. Or no, Frace was second. Nelson was third. That's some heavy hitters. Um, who was fourth? Uh, Jacob Hayes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think I was fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. And yeah. then I won the other one. And then... Um, Goes into 2011. That was my first pro year for, for um, last amateur pro, I guess. And then ended up getting hurt that year and pretty much threw it away. So, but that that was when when we all met 2010. Yeah, and it, it was cool because, like, you're always this guy, and I always there's like a few of you, but they're real rare. Yeah, they're the dude that everybody likes. You know who else is kind of like that? is Jared Merrill from J-Star. Okay, yeah. Nate Ramsey yep. is another dude. For sure. So there's only like a few of those guys. It's like universally, everybody kind of puts them as like the coolest dude ever. Yeah. And the thing that kind of struck me with you, because like I didn't, I didn't know of you before we met, but I was like, man, here's this fucking kid that like everybody just loves this kid. 
and it was like but it was the big boys it was like the fucking twitches and maddos and like all these kind of heavy hitters and it's like you'd see other kids that were your age and with your accolades and they just didn't have that and it was like nate adams and like that whole crew and it 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 really intrigued me back then yeah to like kind of i was like what's this kid got that all of these people have but it's like you're just legitimately one of the most chill motherfuckers (laughs) that's ever lived and then i appreciate that but the other thing is you let your skills talk way more than you talk and i think that it's like there's a real balance that people have to find to where it's like if you want to get sponsored and if you want to get rides you've almost got to like kind of toot your own horn a lot and you've got to like really kind of go on the cell yeah and it's like that's just not in you to do so it was like you didn't have sponsors and then the sponsors you had were like dudes like nate hawley and nate adams and those guys like there was like this homie kind of deal so i guess there's so much shit to talk about in there but then fast forward to this year and then you finally get that red bull contract and it's like this kid is finally getting paid like it's like you're so much of your stuff like has done enough talking to where you've like actioned yourself into a red bull ride there was no manager that was selling there was no like you weren't promoting there was no like kind of that uh contrived shit to get yourself a deal it was like finally there was so much action that people just couldn't deny the shit that you'd done and i think it's like it's a credit to you but it's fucking rare man that a person can just go along just being the coolest cunt ever and then until someone finally goes like all right we're gonna drop a bucket into this kid and it's and that happened this year so i guess it's kind of to what you're saying about uh the schedule and stuff because it's like man I, I mean i was fucking stoked to see you finally get some kind of deal with big sponsors yeah. and then you get next games medals and it's like it's like you're kind of getting the credit that like everyone yeah. knew this man and dude that was the thing like i'm 100% at the end of the day like I'm me and I'm me to the best of my ability and I think like like you were saying with meeting all these people and doing that like I was always just myself I was never somebody that I never tried that, to be no I didn't try anyone, to be yeah. something I wasn't I was one I and I think that's where a lot of like this you see it a lot in this industry a lot of dudes are really skillful with what they do on a bike or or, or off the bike and, and and it doesn't always translate together like I think having a personality and like a smile on your face and like it goes a long way you know but, what i mean but you've never been like like let, let's talk about like buttery right yeah. <laughs> and so not to compare you yeah. two guys or like not he's good or bad anything but just like taking buttery on face value yep it's like get a clue and like oh don't fresh the paint you know like yeah. he's kind of got like a shtick yeah and he's running with that shtick and he's selling based off that that shtick yeah for sure but it's like you've got a personality but it you're right it's like your own it's it's just so not contrived yeah and that's like that's the hardest thing to do because that's a fucking risk man because yeah, for sure. then you're like oh well like me don't like me fucking i don't give a fuck i'll either be in a trailer and still riding yeah. or i'll be a red bull athlete and still like the skills are still yeah. the same but it's like you're not pushing to have this personality and that's like super hard to commit to yeah and i think like a big of it big thing of it too is like my upbringing like where i'm from like there wasn't a lot of moto going on and like to find sponsors and get sponsors it was Mm. pretty much like few and far between you know like there's a handful of successful riders that have came out of the central coast like you know it's 
you can go back to Turbo Reef was killing it at one point way back in the early 2000s. And then Nathan Woods, off-road stuff, Jesse Nelson, Topher yep. Ingles, a, a few to name them. Like now Derek Drake, he's from there. Um, but if you compare that kids, to like three hours down the road in Southern California. Exactly. it's And it, it's like hundreds of people. Just that's where everything is. Like you, where, I, where I was from, it wasn't, you weren't getting into magazines and, and stuff like that. You know, there's like Final Lap or like all these old amateur moto magazines and stuff. And like, I'd see them all the time, but like, I just wasn't in a place like we would race locally, but it was just for fun. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, and finding sponsors and all that was, was tough. Like, you know, it was like sponsor house, like sick. I got 30% off from, yeah. from, uh, no toil filters or whatever it is. You know what I mean? At that time, like pro tapers giving me 50% off bars. Hell yeah. Like we're going racing, you know? And then at that point, like I'm thankful, like had my parents, like my, my grandpa and specifically, like he, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have my, my mom and dad, like they couldn't afford a dirt bike. So it was like my grandpa, like definitely helped pave that way for me. But at that time, like my dad was still racing flat track on and off. And, and, uh, you know, it was just, just that upbringing of, of not having, not hand, not getting everything handed to you. If yeah. that makes any sense. Like having to like work for it a little more. And like, I never even cared to like, I never, there's never once in my mind where I'm like, like, I guess you can go back to, like, I came across some preschool videos, the other, like, when I was back at home last time, and it was, like, me graduating from preschool, and it's, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was, like, I want to be a professional dirt bike rider, and I just, like, slid down the slide, you know what I mean? And it's, like, crazy to think, like, fast forward 20 years or whatever, and and I'm here, like, it's crazy, but... um never in a million years what I thought, like, with no sponsors and, like, trying to do it and going to these amateur nationals and getting fucking smoked you mm-hmm. know like i had like i came across like a results list the other day or like when i was home that last time and, and uh just seeing how many gnarly dudes are in my class like villapotos and and so many the just the last like 10 years of professional racing it's like those dudes were all in my class you know it's like mm. so hard so hard to compete with so i just it's always to me it was like i'm just doing this because i enjoy it you know mm. what i mean and it got to the point where i was just like like, you know, for a while I got over it and then, and then, you know, I started realizing like, this is, I, I got worked a job and realized the value of a dollar and I'm like, screw that. Like, what oh, work did you do? When was I, that? I did from, so I got like 16 to 18, I think over two years I installed hardwood floors. Yeah. Right. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So just in my, so my, my parents are in the industry. So I've worked for one of my dad's installers and, and, mm. uh, yeah, just shit sucked. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, at that point, like, you know, moved down south, met Walt, all those guys and, and whatever. But I think just from where I was from and knowing all that, like no, it, nothing was handed to me. Like I had to kind of just like work for everything that, you know, or just let my actions speak more than anything. And like, to be honest, like they never, I was never really thought ever that I would get to this point ever. Mm. And then fast forward like there's two years when I when I started working fast forward two years after that when I was 18 I'm like oh like my grandpa was still willing to help me like what the fuck am I doing like I want to go ride you know and uh went out there and did some amateur nationals and it was like okay by that point like by the time I won Loretta's in 2010 it was like okay like it's it might be somewhat feasible like at least to just you know make ends meet and and 
ride my dirt bike. It's all I want. A couple years on the circuit. It's all I want to do, man. Like I don't. I just want to ride my motorcycle and and have fun. Like, so you know, it it got to that point. Like, uh, realized that I could probably do it, and then I just kept plugging away, man. And I did everything that you know you're supposed to do. Like, Mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta train. You got. And I moved to Southern California. Like, moved in with Ryan Walters. Like him and his family took me under their wing, and and like dude love them to death for that because if I wouldn't have had that I would have never like at that time I was driving down south every other week yeah and I literally just sleep in the back seat of my van yeah because like when we met you weren't actually staying at Walt's because they didn't even have that or did you stay at the Yorba Linda house before? <laughs> I stayed at the Yorba yeah, Linda okay. house for a short time yeah and then went straight to the new house the Canyon Lake house yeah. like and then dad and, and Ryan's dad and brother were still living they at the still Yorba Linda. Yeah. So it was like, like you said, we just had the whole house to ourselves. <laughs> Fuck, that was so fun. <laughs> so fun. In Canyon Lake, too. Uh, we had a time. We had a time, for sure. So, um, but yeah, I just think like, I, I did everything I was supposed to do at that point. Like, I, you know, I was making a little bit of money from these local races and, and just some stuff. My grandpa was still helping me out and... And everything I'd, I I pretty much paid a trainer and like Randy Lawrence trained with him for and I just like did everything I could and it just like it just took the took it out of me you yeah. know like I just kept getting like I was in the best shape of my life I was the fastest I'd ever been riding on the track like stopwatch nationals like I was I was training with Anderson at the time and a couple other guys with Randy and like dude, I was like the best I'd ever felt in my whole life, but I just kept like, just but the fun wasn't there. The fun wasn't dude, there. Like, and, and in all honesty, like as much as maybe people want to like dance around the fact, like, Oh, fucking Ken don't like training. No. Ken want to go. Ken rocks and wants to do whips. Ken wants to fucking drink beers yeah. and Ken wants to wake yeah. surf. Yeah. And it's like, but there's a certain group of people that like, Ken's kind of like right on that fringe yeah. of like a dude that, wants to have fun and party but he can put it all aside and like go big picture same with jason 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 anderson per- perfect example yeah. and then there's some guys and it's like you're just underneath that where it's like you just can't get over that yeah hump mentally and yeah i think that a huge thing was just mental mental stuff and then i think at that point like i kept getting hurt and just like especially if you don't have the support too because like yeah you got to think like a guy like Kenny, he gets hurt. He gets all the best doctors. He has like yep. all that sort of support. He knows the paycheck's still coming in. Yep. So it's like, it's not, I guess not to make excuses and he's earned all that. Yeah. But like it, it's definitely a different thing For based sure. on the level that you're at, man. Like it, it's and it, access and, to And at stuff. that point, like me being from a small town and moving down there and being exposed to all that and knowing what you're going up against and, and dude, it was tough. Like not to make any excuses. Like I just, maybe I just didn't make it happen at the time, but it just, I got to the point where it just took everything out of me. I, I was over it. I just, I just wanted to have fun. And, uh, thankfully I had a few sponsors at the time that were, that were helping, helping just get me by. I wasn't making a ton, but I'm just making a little money. And, and, uh, and there's just certain people that really supported me that, that stuck with me through all those hard times. Like from 2009 to 15 i had four acls two femurs broken wrist uh like dude the list goes on and that like mentally Mm. what people don't see you know what i mean like you know it's 
I was talking about it the other day. Like, it's so easy to like, you know, from the outside looking in people seeing on social media, like, oh, it's like you, you got to remain positive and you're staying positive. But like people don't see those dark times, you know, they don't mm. see the, the like the times where I'm sitting there like, what the fuck am I doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, is it worth it or whatever? But at, at the end of the day, like this is what I've always wanted and I would not change this for a thing. Like, you know, I got, I always tell myself you got to pay to play and, 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 you know, it's just part of the story. So it's all good. Like, but, um, yeah. So anyways, setting back to that, I, you know, just started having fun, man. Just started writing. Luckily, like met all of the right people. I think, you know, with, with everything in life, it's like, you know, a lot about like who, you know, and like I had, I had, like you said, I had, rad dudes in my corner that that i could call my friends like twitch and, and you had and no fucking business hanging out with those dudes no, but like they fucking worshipped you dude like <laughs> it it's still like i mean like as i got to know you more like it kind of made sense but man i'd have conversations with people i'd be like what is what like, <laughs> what's the secret sauce that berriman's got you know and it was just like because those dudes like i don't think i've ever figured it out man i'd still like i all those guys like they're all heroes of mine and but I, dude they fucking worship I, you like it's the most bizarre I, shit I, ever right like twitch is just like you can see like even in videos and shit like everyone's like fucking with everyone but it's like no one really wants to no, fuck with you yeah. like people will like like call you out yeah. or like i don't know even like when twitch posted that or maybe it was like one of axel's vlogs or something yeah. and he's like give it he's like narrating you and fucking yeah. axel's whips and he's like just digging yeah. at axel so hard. and then he's like tv he's like yeah fucking this is what happens when you got no money throws down better whips and then like axel comes around rich kid fucking but it's like i don't know there was just it, it was crazy to me that you and like you were young dude like yeah and they're grown ass fucking men and right now like i'm 30 i'm starting to turn into a fucking grown man <laughs> but it's like i don't have any 18 year old kids that i want around me fucking ever yeah for ever. sure so <laughs> it's like even now as i get older it's even more gnarly because i'm like it's a fucking kid this is just well, this it, kid and that, it's only getting worse though dude with like this generation and social true. media and everything like it's getting worse you know oh, what i mean yeah. i was right on the like cusp of like still had a walk we didn't really have social media like no. around that 2010 yeah, like I, remember, I, I think facebook but that yeah was i remember like just trying to learn the internet and like having to dial up and like mm. put a walkman in your pocket Napster like and shit before the cell phone like when the first brick cell phone came out and you pull the walkie you know what i yeah. mean like, I was so thankful that I'm, like, you know, I'm right on still that way ahead, like, I guess, ahead of a lot of people, like, I'm or a newer generation, but still right on that cusp of, like, experiencing some of that old stuff. And Without like, it. Yeah, and... and Cause even, like, when Kerry was on the podcast, he was just saying, like, he's... The thing he's the most glad with his freestyle career is that there was no social media. Oh. <laughs> like, that's pretty gnarly when a guy's, like, what's the best part? about that whole freestyle thing he's like that there was none no of this shit media, yeah none of this bullshit i reckon it could have gone a whole lot different if oh. there was social media especially all be in fucking jail the bro. oh man <laughs> that all be in jail <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like but yeah i mean it was it was crazy to you know like if you really think about what you were doing at that time yeah it's like <clears throat> you were just a kid but these guys like the biggest dudes like you'd always get an invite to ride no one was like ever wanted to rip on you like yeah. it was a fucking super weird thing yeah. to see like i know and it's great like 
I don't know. But it's, a, it's just a credit to your personality, man. That's yeah. all. That's all I can put it down to. And it's like, like I said, Jared Merrill's like that. Yeah. And fucking Nate Ramsey. Yeah. They're sure. just these like anomaly dudes that it's not a lot everyone of, fucking likes. Not a lot of people like that in this industry, for sure. <laughs> and I guess maybe that's why, you know, you get guys like Nate Hawley that seem like he always had a paycheck for you to yeah. do something. And yeah. you know, Nate. like same with Nate Adams. Like yeah. those boys always had something for you. Yeah. And then it's crazy that then you get into this it's almost like you were five years too early for what happened so like in 2010 then it was like that Tyler Berriman was five years too early for this new free ride quarter pipe fucking yeah. hooligan <clears throat> racing like this whole brand of just like fun and it's like you and Axel are the two dudes doing it the best like there's not many dudes that are getting paid to not race and not do comp trick shit it's like you just go and fucking ride your bike man we'll just document it because you guys are doing like the craziest shit and i know axel gets a lot of shit because obviously he's like ash's brother but like who's better than that dude at what he yeah, does like no, yeah, in his lane everyone everyone wants to hate on him but you can't take anything away from the kid no. he has some fucking serious skill on a motorcycle and so. just like style that you can't learn you can't teach you, you can't can't buy fuck no and they've got money yeah they would have bought it if they, <laughs> they would have bought it if PH they could fucking bought that shit if they but I'll, I'll give it i'll give it to ph he's got some fucking style too dude like you see that you see that dude like show up to the after party so he'll, he'll have like fucking cheetah print pants and like like, I feel like, like PH <laughs> is Walt. Oh, but gosh. like Walt, Walt will be Walt, PH. Will be PH. He's like doing <laughs> but like, so I guess you you just come up in this. It's almost like you got forced to do like this five year apprenticeship, where like yeah. it's actually going to be pretty tough, Tyler. But if you can stick this out, the reward on the other side of this is going to be pretty fucking sick, and it might be better than you ever thought your life could ever be. For sure, and I feel like that's 2018, Tyler. Right now, for sure. But at, you know, there is the time where it's like I was—I grew up a racer, and I still am a racer. Like I love racing, but just the level that it takes it takes all the life out of of it you know what i mean like i said well, like there, there's there's 26, 27 yeah there's more to life than dirt bikes man and like just just sitting back and like starting to have fun and like i got so lucky like with just this social media generation and all this stuff like you know i I got hurt so much and like every time I'd come back from being hurt, like it would like fortunate enough to live next to Beaumont and Richie Canyon and like these hills. Right. Well, I'd growing up with my dad, I'd every weekend we'd go trail riding at this place called Clear Creek and go up there and, and he'd just take me to all the jumps, you know, and I'd just literally like trail ride as, as much as I could and go to all the jumps and just try to go as big as I could. And that was my thing. Like I just loved jumping. Right. So, um, you know, being close to all that and getting over all these injuries and like having that like free ride right there. Like all I, at that point, all I did, was just go out and just hit some jumps and bring the shovel and, and water and whatever. Like I was just having fun, man. And, and it just turned into this like, well, you know, why don't we like, why don't we just capture all this fun? Because one, it ain't going to last forever. And mm. two, like I'm super like, inspired by other action sports like i see these guys of like skate guys and surf guys and they have their own website or their own like channel or youtube channel or whatever and they're just creating content and like making a living and having fun and and doing what they get to do and and you know like i said fortunately enough i grew up 
I'm growing up in this generation of of digital media and yeah. all this shit. So it's like, and you were always because we did that eastbound and down trip. And you're always the guy that, cracking up for that. But like, you were always so fucking down to film. And like, there's there's guys that are like, yeah, I'll film. But then there's guys like, nah, I'll film. Like, I'll fucking stay here. I'll kill my bike until you're ready. Then I'll kick it. Then yep. I'll fucking send it. And then I'll come back and I'll wait till you're ready. Yeah. Like then you get the other guys like yeah let's film it's like they'll just want to do laughs or do their own thing like you just you get it yeah and it's like you're always one of the people that i don't know maybe it's because you hung out with walt and west well so i think so that you kinda like knew the process that, that was the biggest thing like the the 100 percent biggest thing for me like i was living at waltz and and trying to race and do all that but i was living with him when they were running vermoto and vermoto was the sickest shit ever like creating so much of the raddest content and it was so rad, but just as soon as I moved down there and like he let me stay at his house for a long time, like I just was exposed to that yeah, right it was away. Like, immersed into like that and culture. and like that dude is second to none when and create creatively wise, like he's insane. He's a fucking lord. Yeah. So like just being around that and like that was the first the first time I'd ever had a camera in my face was two thousand ten when Walt did a video for me for Verb and at that point like I was like, well, videos are cool. And like, it was, like I said, it just was starting to like slowly take off. And like those guys were like, like you said, they were lords at that time. Just yeah. fully just cranking out content every day. At the was, amateur nationals dude. like have overnight all these races, the sickest edit. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I, I don't understand how these guys did it. But like, dude, I get goosebumps, like seriously thinking about, about it. it because like, yeah. for me, man, like when I went, I'd never been to another country like I grew up in a fucking super small town went to America met Wes met Walt and then like bro 2010 motocross the nations I'm there filming and then we're editing but at the same time fucking sending it yeah like we were parked (laughs) like right next to the Red Bull thing there's like fucking chicks getting banged in motorhomes <laughs> while like people are like editing things are like, happening like yeah stuff's going down <laughs> Wes is like cranking out this edit like shut the fuck up and then we got like Red Bull dudes knocking on the door and they're like what the fuck the videos and Wes yeah. is like 20 minutes 20 minutes bang edits up like full legit like I don't know how something so good come out of, it was like wolf of wall street oh. like it was like a wolf of wall street 100 percent. and then you go like to like, like if only those dudes could have had a reality show dude it would have oh. been hectic we had like <laughs> we had like bulma throwing up in the motorhome <laughs> and then some chick comes into the motorhome and says because he's british that we were keeping him as a slave <laughs> remember the 1960s story and she's like we abolished slavery in the 1960s and i'm like bitch get the fuck out he's not our slave he's our friend he's just fucking hung over and she's like you have him locked away like a slave and oh, we were just like what the fuck but like that whole time all of this like rad content is getting like getting getting smashed yeah yeah just night after night after night it was like that every day and and i think just being exposed to that and seeing that like it made me like really like pay attention to like i don't always watch surf and skate videos and bmx videos and all that and growing up but like it really like opened my eyes to like like the more creative side of it like watching how creative walt is when he does stuff like and i never like you know you just like watch the clip and hear them hear the music before but then you start seeing like okay is that clip in sync with this part of the song and and just certain little things that i'd never look at before and it just like 
you know, my wheels started turning and just like, just, I think being exposed to that was one, the reason that I've got to where I am now. Cause that's all I want to do is just have fun and create content. Yep. And two was the reason why I really got over racing. You know, I was just, I just kept, I kept back. getting hurt and I was just over it. And like, I just, at that point, every time I'd come back, I just want to go have fun and go hit mm -hmm. ramps with Twitch or go free ride or whatever it was, you know, I just, that, and that's, that's, I just never, <clears throat> never lost that, like lost touch of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think like stoke for Walt dude's my one, legend, one of my best friends and it's cool to see him doing what he's doing. And, and now like I've gotten to this place where I never thought that I'd be. So yeah. And it's, it's just, cool. it's crazy that it's just the age, man. It's like the timing of timing, like people timings, everything, man. It really is. But like you can, I think that if you're like a negative person or if you're a person that timing didn't happen for you the right way, yeah, it's like, you can blame it on timing for sure. But it's like, you've got to be fucking ready. Yeah. Like when someone comes knocking, your shit <laughs> you has better to be open tight. the fucking door. And yeah. I mean, dude, I know like when you signed that Red Bull deal, there was a ton of pe there was a ton of haters for, for sure. For sure. And it's like, there's people hating on the fact that you stopped racing. You're like doing this whole thing. And, but it's like the timing was right. And you put in work in the Hills and you put in yeah. work with these dudes. And it's like, there's so much going on behind the scenes. And then it's like, when it comes to it now the, the best cameras are going to be pointed on you the best producers the best directors the best locations yeah. you've got budget and then what's the first thing you do go down to new zealand send that fucking couldn't, that, couldn't like, have worked deal. out any better can you try find that for us that was like the sickest shit and it's like all right talk shit but when red bull came calling he went to New Zealand and then yeah. is throwing that down. Like that clip went fucking everywhere. And that was, that just like, it was rad how that all worked and happened. Cause like I was already meant to go down there before that. Like I was talking before with the, before the Red Bull, before deal. The Red Bull thing. Uh, like yeah. I was talking with the Fru brothers and like, I'd saw the, you know, it's every two years. So I saw the event two years before that. And I just randomly like hit him up, like left a comment or something on one of their things. No like, Oh, that, this place looks absolutely insane. Like you got, you know, it's like hope, hope to get, to check it out one of these days and and sure shit like the right before then he hit me up and he uh one of the free brothers hit me up and was like hey man would you be interested in coming down and it just so happened to work that that my buddy our dog he's a he's a mountain biker yeah and uh he just started riding for fast house and and tyler mccall and all these guys they started riding for fast house and they were going down there for farm jam too for for the yeah. mountain bike side so it just like worked we just all got on the same same place and was stayed the same place and got on the same plane and like went down there and then right literally got my helmet like four days before I left like Dude. and I was so like I was on the fence at that time like before like because that you know before I, I had other like my other sponsors and stuff like I just didn't know what I was gonna do like I oh uh, we got this clip up here might have to turn that sound down a tiny bit the internet's not like super good down here. This is an iPhone clip. Oh, yeah, just do yeah. it on that. Do it on the actual window there. Yeah, that thing. Because the sound will probably be weird. You're right. Oh. Best jump ever. Shout out to the Fru Bros. Yeah, they, they know how to build shit down oh, there. Oh, yeah. But then, so, 
you know what I mean? It's like you get all the haters and you get all the shit, and it's like, oh, Todd Berman's some fucking Red Bull. Like he's not a Red Bull athlete. And then it's like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was like the thing too. Like beforehand, I like I, I'm the, I'm not the greatest person to be told what to do. Like yeah. I kind of like tend to shut down sometimes. Like when I'm told what to do, and like at first I was like, you know, I was asking people, and it was like. I just, you know, just outside looking in, it's like such a prestigious company. I'm like, man, it might be like too gnarly, you yeah. know, like being. I mean, told- I was, da- hey, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I don't- does Willie fit? Yeah, for sure, know. no, 100. percent And and then and that's knowing like a lot of the ins and outs of the company as well, not just yeah, you. That you know? that's what I'm saying. Like I, I've I've had friends that ride for the company or or people that work for the company or whatever, and like I haven't really heard too much, but just the outside looking in, like just like it you're like seems, MI Red Bull. It, yeah. yeah like it seemed gnarly like am, is this me or is it not you know what I mean and I was like on the fence and then I just woke up one day and I'm like man like you'd be it, fucking retarded if you said I would no. yeah I absolutely yeah absolutely you know like and credit to like twitch and twitch's wife like you know twitch is saying one thing but I was talking to twitch's wife and she's like like straight up just just like told me she's like grab me and she's like literally both hands on my face and she's like Tyler you're a fucking idiot if you don't take this and I'm no like shit. and I'm like whoa and she's like what would you rather see on your on your wall when you get older a bunch of weed maps helmets or do you want Red Bull helmets and I'm like it's the top bingo yeah. like I'm an idiot if I don't take this like so <clears throat> yeah like this you know 100% like I, I I was back and forth and I'm just like I, I, I won't ever know unless I try you know and you'd way rather get fucking fired from Red Bull. Dude, <laughs> could, could you imagine? Could no you, Bull, could, you know I was going to say, yeah. Could you imagine, like, not having those sponsors, getting, like, going all through this, like, like not ever, like, I was, it's not like I went to them and, like, yeah, hey, I want to be on Red Bull. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's, like, probably the coolest thing, though. Yeah. And, and I never, like, you know, and then it's just, like, like, could you imagine? <laughs> like, I'm like, uh, with all due respect, guys, sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, dude, it's just one of those things, man. It's like, I had all my friends. Like, I, I grew up down the street from this guy named Jake Zemke. And at the time, Jake Zemke rode street bikes for American Honda, mm. raced the AMA Superbike circuit. And I went to all the races with him and stuff. And um, <clears throat> he was sponsored by Red Bull. And, like, just him wearing a Red Bull hat all the time and seeing that and like even like Jesse Nelson Jesse yeah. is one of my best friends growing up and shout out to Jesse shout out to Jess Fucking for sure Lord. Lord um so yeah just seeing like those red bull hats i'm like dude it was always like oh how fucking sick would it be yeah. like red bull helmet dude like oh, dude even you know? like um Sorry, Brian, but I stole a Red Bull towel off uh, a <laughs> friend that we know that works there and uh for my golf bag and like <laughs> Come get it, Scott. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's like even just me having that, like I have that on my golf bag, which like never fucking comes out anyway. But it's like there's something like super prestigious and like even people randomly like, oh my God, how did you get that? Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's such an iconic thing that even a fucking towel on a random dude's golf Dude. bag and they've done such a good job of creating that that's been yeah. crafted over like a really really long time they've built it for themselves like I, it's crazy like just putting that hat on like i've ran into Dude, so- you would have felt like a million bucks the first time you saw yourself in a fucking mirror or like an instagram with like a red bull hat on you like damn i'm legit well no it's fuck. funny like i i like 
was at a one of those fest series stops in Norway, and my buddy Mackin. You were one of the where? Do you, have you ever heard of fest series? Fest series is a mountain bike. It's all the free ride mountain bike guys oh, used to do the free ride right yeah. world tour, joyride, yeah. all that shit. They all got over contests, so they basically made their own their yeah, own yeah, contest. Yeah. That they basically get all their homies, they fly in for a week, someone builds a super sick course, and they just jam the course and film it for a week straight, and at the end of the week, all the riders judge on each other oh, who has the cool. best whip, best best line, best trick, you know, all that stuff, and like, I, you know, fortunately, I met all those guys, and I'm like, super like, you know, inspired by those guys, like, they're making like, the sickest lines in the ram, it's free ride, you know, like, they take free ride to a whole new level, you know what I mean, so, um, I was at one of those events in Norway and I was riding a dirt bike at, at like on the mountain bike line with those guys. And, and anyways, Mackin rides for, for Red Bull. And I like, was like stole one of his hats and like put it on and I'm like, took a selfie of myself. I'm like, Oh, like, no so is this one like no the way. Red Bull deal was in talks or like completely before? I, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely in talks with them, but I, at that point I just, it was just one of those things that was like, Still, like, kind of felt far I away. just felt like it was out of reach. It's one of those things, like, I'd, never in a million years would I thought that. So, I'm like, uh, like it'd be s- fucking amazing, but I just don't yeah. know if it's going to happen, you know? Like, yeah. And at that point, like, it's almost like maybe I didn't, like, believe in myself enough. Or maybe mm. I didn't think I was worthy of that. You know what I mean? Like, because at that point, like, I hadn't... I, that, <clears throat> that was my first, first X Games, like... And, like, at a point with X Games, too, like, I never tried to get into X Games. I never hit them up and was like, hey, mm. like, let me, I want to be there. I want to do this. It was like I 100% just went to whip contests and, and did my thing and put out the content. And finally, like, I went to the, the Monster Energy Cup thing that they had, and they, I qualified through that to get to X games. Uh. So I didn't just get an invite from X games. It's like, I was, you know, there's as much as I had the right people around me and you like, the, tried, I could have, yeah. if I wanted to, but I just never would. I never made it a point to like poke at it. Cause I just wanted it. I wanted that satisfaction of knowing was I, that like I a fucking part, earned this. Was know? that like a part of your psychology, <laughs> even with like not asking for sponsors? Like, yeah. did you see people that maybe when you were racing that, I guess like, if you really look back, like, you were probably beating a lot of dudes that were like on factory teams and had this support. So did you always, was it almost like a mentality that you had to be like, fuck this, I'm not going to ask for shit. Like if I'm going to get something, I want it to solely be based off what I've done. I think like, I don't know, my, my parents have always told me like, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Mm. But I got to a point like, so a couple of times I just had, I had people like, Hey, here's so-and-so's number. Like you've you're starting to prove yourself. Hit him up and like see if you can get something. And like, I can't even remember at the time, but like, just try. Actually, funny story. My <laughs> Twitch's old mechanic gave me Mitch Payton's number. Oh, crazy story. Gave me Mitch Payton's number, and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, no fucking way am I dialing Mitch Payton and then to tell him that I just won a college boy championship. And I want to ride one of his bikes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that motherfucker sat there and hounded me until I dialed the number and it, and it ran. <laughs> this is, I've, dude, I haven't told many people this ever. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, it rang and rang and rang. And I'm like, oh, he's not answering. I was literally about to hang up. And sure as shit, just answered. Hello? I'm like, uh, bitch. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and he answers, and, he, and I'm like, oh, what's up, Mitch? Uh, my name's Tyler Behrman, and I just, you know, I just won this championship, and, and you know, I just, if, the, if there's an opportunity, I just really want to ride one of your bikes, you know? And I don't think this was, like, the reason why I never, like, asked for things prior to that, but it was, like, the first time where it was like, okay, like, I'm going to try. I feel like maybe I could potentially get a ride this next year. Like I'm not, that's not, not saying like a pro ride or anything. Like I was still amateur that time. I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to call him, you know? (laughs) And, uh, so I ended up calling him. He answers and I'm like, yeah, I want to ride your bike. And he's like, uh, nah, we're good. (laughs) Like straight up, straight up. Mitch just goes, Uh, no, we're good. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, thanks, dude. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) just hung up. And then like, at that point, like, I just, you know, I don't know, man. I just, I never, I don't know. I just never really cared to ask for things. Like I I felt, I feel it's a lot more satisfying when you earn them, you Mm. know? So. No, you're right. But it's fucking hard to commit to, man. I ask for shit all the time. Yeah. It's hard. For sure. Because, you know, there's cer- there's certainly, like, the other side is, like, do you want to die wondering? But it's, like, at the end of the day, too, though, the people that ask for stuff are obviously the people that are worried that they're not going to get anything. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think that you've definitely become one of these guys where it's, like, it's, you know, it's, like, you and Axel are, like, doing shit that people are just, like, holy fuck. And, like, yeah. there's this, there's certain thing that, I guess like social media is like really good for, but it's the same thing that it's really bad for. And it's the perspective in which you see it that dictates yeah. whether it's good or bad. Of course. So I see Tyler Berriman do a whip on my Instagram like that. When that fucking fruit, yep. you sent that. And I was just like, holy snapping duck shit. Like I got such a sick feeling from watching you do that. And that, like I'm, I don't ride that much anymore. I don't like really care about yeah. it. But like the, I could appreciate what you did, and to me, that's where social media is like this positive thing. Yeah. But then on the negative side of it, is you get someone that wants what you've got, and then they're like, "Fuck that guy! Yeah. Like that wasn't <clears throat> even that cool, or that jump was like, dude, perfect example." When I shot that Red Bull thing with Bubba dragging his fucking front yeah. brakes doing the scrub, every single rider that I spoke to after that because we were doing the, the rounds around florida every fucking rider except jesse nelson because we did one with him was like oh yeah but that jump's just so perfect for scrubbing yeah and i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> he got, invented yeah, it he invented sure. that that's his thing all of you you're doing his thing and i was like there's no you know but it's like that lens that people can look through for sure so then it's like you you put that into social media and 175,000 people. It's like, how many of those people are just the full positive trip of like, that fucking fires me up and yeah. inspires the shit out of me. And that makes me feel good because I know the feeling that you must be having. Then how many of them are then going like, oh, that, that jump's just perfect. Or <laughs> yeah. why does he get all that? Oh, oh, I could do that if I got that ride. So it's like, it's definitely like a slippery, slippery slope, slippery for slope sure, for you know? Sure. And it's like, how are you using this? this new kind of thing but for you you're cheering because it gives you a place to like like create the things that you want to create i am very thankful for it but i'm not a fan of it you know for for reasons like that like like certain situations where people can take something and take it out of context or or something and and 
you know, it's, it's good for a lot of things, but it's also like, I don't know, just people just like, I don't know. Sad th- these days, dude, like I said, it's like getting worse. Like kids are just like, like the, they live and die by their, by their social media, by their screen. And like, I, I'm, I'm as guilty as charged a lot of times. Like you, s- you sit there and you're like, what am I doing? I'm just scrolling through just to the look at, hole. you know what I mean? Like, what the hell am I doing? And I really didn't realize it like gnarly until my Insta got hacked right after X games this year. And I didn't have an Instagram. Yeah, for, that's gnarly, yeah. dude. And I didn't have an Instagram for three weeks, and it was so fucking rad. Like yeah, I didn't, I didn't like everyone kept like, oh, did you see this? And this guy's beefing, beefing with him, and and he's talking shit about him. I'm like, no, I don't, no. Don't and, Instagram, man. No, and but it was almost nice. Like now, like like for granted now. Like the last week, I've been all oh, I shit, can't yeah. do damn things. So I just keep my foot up. Like that's all I've been doing. But like for those couple weeks when I got it back, like I I would go to post something and I'm just like you know not end up finishing the caption and I'm just get and I was just over it like I didn't really like, didn't yeah. I didn't I wasn't really scrolling through it anymore I didn't, wasn't seeing anything like it was I just wasn't I don't know just wasn't into it as much and just which is you know it's one of those things you can't like I have to do it it's my yeah it's exactly. pretty much it's pretty much my job and and it's a great way to like network yourself like <clears throat> you know like back in like 2010 and stuff when I started riding for Deft and and dealing with Walt and all these guys and like my grandpa was like oh you need to make a website you need to make a website and Logan Darian that ran Deft at that time was like I hate to say it Ron but like the new website is social media it's all it's the easiest thing if someone doesn't go to www.tylerbearman.com like they'll go on their Instagram or their social media at that time MySpace whatever the fuck it was type in your name and there you are you mm-hmm. know what i mean and now it's that's it's the world we live in now you know there's it's not fucking crazy yeah there's not anyone that doesn't have one so i mean you know to not take anything away from that like it's 100 percent my job but it's just how dude just how you've got to you've got to be responsible for yourself though really you get, it's yeah. like a drug really. yeah and you gotta like you know like i said with this whole thing like i when i posted waking up from surgery and like there was some backlash on it like it's just you just got to know at certain times like you what you can and can't post and you yeah. got to know that like there's gonna be a positive and a negative reaction to everything yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah that's true so it's like you know you just gotta walk that fine line but uh, you know for part of me hates it and part of me loves it you know what yeah. i mean for times like getting a clip like that when we were at farm jam like yeah we gotta finish <laughs> watching that i want to see the slime one of that bad boy then we got to mute so that, it's mute so funny Facebook chat can, yeah can you can you actually like mute that thing on there i don't know yeah that's annoying um yeah so let's i want to talk through this whip because brian just closed it damn it brian come on brian <laughs> <laughs> Look at that shit. Like, come on, dog. Come on, dog. It's crazy. Come on, dog. It didn't feel anything like that. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's pause that full sideways completely. And like, just look, yeah, right there, right there. A little bit more, a little bit more. There. It's like, come on. So talk about that. I want to talk about that jump. And dude. 
four million four million views on an iPhone clip yeah. on Red Bull on Red Bull. Shout Facebook. out to Corey Bone, legend. Oh, did Corey take that video? Yeah. What a G. Oh, yeah, such a G. Dude, BMX guys know how to film. That's yeah. like part of their deal. <laughs> yeah, that literally <laughs> the best angle over how many like reds and that's, stuff were there. Like, yeah, and and what's crazy is that's like you'd want to get in like a crane with the tripod, like it may be yeah. in the film, dude. But then you just get some fucking. Well, that, and that was the thing. Like, I'm a huge fan of Bowen, and like the fact that like I would be able to hit that thing and like i would try to just i'm like oh there's bowen like i gotta spot him you know yeah <laughs> like right. and i just try to make eye oh, contact so you the, just were looking at him as like a homie because like, yeah up? like what earlier we were talking like you put that hat on and like people just know like yeah. i was starting to go around people ask me like oh what do you do or whatever um i got to the airport leaving for farm jam and i was on the same flight as hucker and and Bowen and like Bowen at that point I had never met him and like I was a huge fan like trying not super fan I'm just because I'd like watched him for of the years hills, like dog. and I used to ride nah, the you because of the hills bro <laughs> <laughs> like, well I used to watch it. yeah I, was absolutely, I mean that too <laughs> that's why you love <laughs> but no I just was, I used to ride BMX I was just a huge fan of his style yeah like, he just made it look so effortless and like just to get to meet him and like see him actually ride in person too and it was cool and like the day this day i got to watch him ride all that morning and then you know he rides over and he's sitting on the jump filming me hitting and so and you were just like gonna go full sand just like yeah. as a thing and it was crazy like because this jump dude this jump was like very very flat it's it's off camber running and it's uphill so you gotta basically you have to hit it in fifth and a very very flat lip so like you're coming in with so much momentum and the 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 first very first jump that I'd hit it I just like yanked yanked up kind of to like get the distance and I when I did yank I like yanked to my right and I threw like a pretty insane turn up off this thing first try and everyone was just like the fuck was that like first <laughs> try and I was just like I didn't even really try and I was like dude this was like the perfect jump for those because like they you know the the steeper the jump it gets hard like it, it's too quick like too poppy too quick this thing because the thing is with like every all these whips are different there's we got to turn up turn down like a regular classic moto whip they're all so much different in their own sense you know what i mean like it all takes a different technique for them but like this turn up thing like i'm coming in fifth pin and i'm basically just yanking as hard as i can like like i'm like looping it out and i just like put my body in front of the bike and just like stop it you know what I mean and it doesn't really make sense at all like even when I try to explain it to people but I just like I yank with my outside shoulder and I drop my inside hip and like like I said this was such a perfect jump for it it wasn't too steep that you almost had to yank just to hit it straight that like it was the perfect amount of of lip to not be too steep and be the right speed to really get that like rotation of the bike you know yeah. what i mean so <clears throat> so this this kind of these like um and like you can ups. see like look at my feet i'm not my feet aren't even on the pegs i'm fully squeezing with my heels so where are you squeezing like on your plastics or subframe I'm squeezing almost? with my knees and then my my heels like right where yeah right where your number plate plastic it's comes there. comes into your to your subframe that is just the craziest shit you dude. see how my my heels yeah in there dude that's the craziest shit and i think a big thing too is like when you do that and you yank like if you're like 
you know, if, if you do it and you spot the landing, like, it, you know, it'd be sick. But like when, when you do it and you like continue your head, like wherever you're looking is where you're going to go. Like when I do that, it just gets it that extra little bit, you know what I mean? And yeah, like I'm doing this, that, that clip and that jump, it didn't feel anything like it looked. And I saw like Bowen's like, dude, you got to see this clip. And I like saw it and I'm like, no fucking way, dude, that is insane. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just can't wait to go back 2020 and hit that thing again. So what, like, <laughs> in the last couple of years, is it safe to say, like, you and Axel, like, who else? Because I just keep mentioning you guys, but we've, there's there's probably some other dudes. But, like, who else is kind of developing these techniques? The, well, because it, it's all, like I said, there's three different kinds of whips, and every every dude has their gnarly whips in in their own right, but the first dude I really saw get like really sick turnups like Twitch would do him pretty sick. He had, he had like some really good ones in there for a super old dude <laughs> for a grandpa. For a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. He like, I saw him starting to do him and then, and then Hanny too, like Hanny, like that. Oh. He's, he's another guy, like anything he does on a motorcycle looks absolutely effortless. So, um, I saw him start doing them and then, and then uh, Todd Potter as well. Potter mm. would do him, and I, I was fortunate enough to ride Potter's spot that he had in in uh, Marietta. Does there he not for, have that anymore? Um, <clears throat> I think he still does, but Potter just he works. He got wiped out. Uh, he has a wife and a kid now, and I think it's just the level of the freestyle is like so gnarly now, mm. and he just wasn't really like you know everything was dying like the not to saying fmx is dying but like it is there's though. there's no like for contest scenes yeah. and stuff like I, there's like what one x fighters one mm. x games and that's like all these guys got they're not pulling demos all the time like you don't have shit for contests you know it's just mean? content now eh? like yeah. it's just all like look at this shit that's 4.1 million views dude yeah it's crazy that's like a quarter of australian population has watched that video like it's ridiculous so like potter was the one that actually broke it down for me potter was the one that was like because i was trying at his house and he's like <clears throat> look you got to come into it you got to pull up like you're like pretty much we're almost pulling like you'd pull for a flip I'm not saying that like I, i've flipped into so it's pit. almost like pulling a flip but without turning your head you're pull, backwards in, yeah instead of pulling it backwards you're pulling up and then stopping to, up it to the right and then right away put your weight put your weight like in front of the bike to like stop it stop the rotation you know and that's the thing and when he told me pull with your outside shoulder drop your inside hip right away and at that point like it, <clears throat> the bigger the jump the better because you can get you can get that thing looped out and then you can put your body in front of it and then at that point it just follows it's 100 percent commitment and and comfort level but and you're like not really developing <coughs> this into the foam pit like that's kind of one of the cool things about what you guys do is that it's like sessions yeah this is developed over sessions it's kind of like old school and i guess it's cool because it's like the most old school thing you can do on a bike is a whip yeah but it's like this new school kind of whip and this old school way of progression is yeah. just like you and the boys going out and just like yeah and like just me, keep doing it. me and axel like axel now like not to like to anyone's horn or anything, but I feel like me and Axel with the turnips have got really progressed. I'm like Axel's are next next level, dude. Like 
especially on a ramp. Like they're very, very hard on a ramp. Like the smaller yeah, of a okay. jump and the steeper, it's very hard. It's all 100% technique. And, um, me and Axel, like dude, riding with him, like, I'm like, I don't want that little fucker to outdo me, you know? So it's just 100% like, uh, we're just feeding off each other. Yeah. We're just boys having fun riding and, you know, and it, you know, we push basically bring the best out of ourselves. I think mm. we push each other in the right kind of way and like we're having fun and like I'll come in and be like, you know, he throws a sick one. I'll fucking rev my bike. Yeah, yeah. sick. But like I'm going to do it better, you know? Yeah. Can you can we look up like a is there like a X Games best whip highlights of Tyler or something? Because while we're on this whip train, let's just keep talking. <laughs> Everyone loves that shit. So like What's I said, Oh really? Yeah, I think the full broadcast. got time for that. There's a bunch of people in there we don't need to see with. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think like Jared McNeil. Shout out to Jared. Yeah, smallest dude ever, biggest whips. And Jared, like another dude, obviously, like he's spokes for all. All of his medals speak for themselves, and like we might have to just watch the whole thing. The dude, the dude kills it, and like. The, you know, I think the turn up and specifically like me and Axel kind of battle on that. But like Jared's been the gnarliest like seat bounce old school whip guy f- yeah. for years, you know. And now the turn down is getting like to a whole new level. Like, we used to call it the twitch whip. It's like, yeah, now it's just a different deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, might have to mute that like, boy. Like Mark, well, I think m- mark my on, words. You got to mute, mute the actual player just because it's through the TV other side there. Looking to line it up in deep. Um, I think, and my, mark my words, dude. Those those turndowns are getting next level. Like, it's coming around. Like, what do you think? People are just you, gonna, you're just gonna actually do the three sixties with yeah, them. Yeah, you you t- put that bar to the stop and you turn your head. Like, it's crazy how you don't have to throw it that hard and you're one eighty so quickly with just. Have turn- you um, have you tried any of them yet? Yeah. So. <laughs> Last year before X Games, I right so like I said, I'd earned my way in there. Like got through the X Games qualifier at Monster Cup and um ended up right before then I was racing some hooligan stuff, like riding yeah. those big street bikes and I ended up high siding the shit out of one of those things. Bike landed on me and, and the foot peg went through the back of my leg, like Ooh. fully, like through my tendon in the back of my knee, broke my knee brace, like two weeks before x games or no it was actually like a almost a month and i didn't ride for oh here's axel so sorry keep going dude so i didn't ride for a minute and i is this our i think because we had three they showed our warm-up jumps for a minute but i don't think the comp has started yet wait go back yeah now should be um, yeah, the internet's not. I'll actually turn it off this uh, big computer too. So I, <clears throat> I'd gotten hurt and like I literally got on the bike like a day, two days before um, X Games. Really? I, I went to Maddo's house and I had just built my custom bike, and at that point I hadn't broken it in or anything, and I just needed to like just feel it out. It was had motor work done to it. It's totally different from what I had been riding before that, and. uh go to Maddo's and I'm like, Maddo's telling me like, you got it, you know, it's, it's the variation and stuff. Like everyone's got a variation. Like I had 
worked on my turnups and, and my regular seat bounce whips have always been decent, but like the turndown, I never really tried it ever, you know? And like that two days before I left for X games, like two years ago, I basically told me you just, you ride off the, the lip and you turn the bar to the stop, you turn over your shoulder and it, it, it the it back, the back wheel follows, you know, like very quickly. So I just started doing them and I was getting them okay like not good by any means and like to me like I'm really critical on myself of like seeing footage of like how I look and how like if it looks effortless or forced or whatever mm. you know and and when you get start doing these turndowns like the turndown is better when your front end is like dipped you mm. know and you'll you'll see some of these like like I think like Wankies was like pretty gnarly, but like not to take anything away from him, but it looked like it was like he was trying to do it very yeah. forced. That would know? be that would be like I love Jared, but that would be like my criticism of Jared stuff is it's like it's like hyper it's like hyperactive whips. Yeah. So there's Axel. That was just the classic. Yeah, that's seat just CD. Yeah. And then, you know, like Jared. Yeah, Jared's had the hugest whips forever, but I know like he was like very criticized on like the like head movement that yeah, he did like a long, a, a long yeah. time ago. And he yeah. fixed that, you know, he, he's gotten a lot better. He's still, he's still, you know, it, it, huge whips, but it just a little, like, I don't know, not, like I said, not taking anything away from him. It just like, looks like he's really, really trying, you know, mm. but he's a little dude throwing around a huge bike. So I'm sure he has to really like, you know, yeah, he has get to in really there. give it. Yeah. So, but Sorry, you know, no one's internet blows. No yeah. one's ever, no one's really getting as upside down and stuff like that yeah. as him. But, um, so yeah, I ended up trying these turndowns for the first time right before X Games last year, and that's for sure my last jump is what got me my my third place medal last year. Like, the, and I think it was just the angle and everything that they showed. Like, it was sick. I was like. The, the camera was straight from the back and I was 100% 180 like nose dip foot off like staring straight at the camera but like going away from you you know yeah yeah so I think just like all these whips dude they're so like but so you think that 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 turn down uh, the turn down is just gonna go backwards and I, you're just well it, it it's all it's already backwards I just don't but like, you think you're gonna actually be able to land I, it backwards I personally think it can be done it might be I don't know who knows though it might be a little weird with like you know how Travis tried the 720 thing yeah for a long time just the rotation of him coming in like he would come in in swing every time and until he added another flip yeah. with it and finally did the double backflip three or whatever the hell he calls it yeah um <clears throat> until he did that like until he added another flip it works so i'm thinking like in my head like yeah it's gonna work but i just don't know until you try you know yeah. but i think like i said when you spot the landing and you look where you want to go like when i turn my head over my shoulder it's crazy how fast the wheel follows and goes backwards and then you got to stop it and the hardest part is getting it turned back around you yeah. know what i mean so how but much if you, do you just, like actually muscle in that thing to get it back uh, it's like a decent amount of muscle right off the lip just to like turn it and like put it to the stop and turn it. But then like quickly got to like get Brit, yeah. there, stop it and like 
Because yeah. that's You're, like the awkward bit, right? It, yeah. Is because so once you've got it there, it like so that's the picture you're talking about. Yeah. Th- this is this year. Damn. So, so like you do that and you you know what I mean? And oh. th- and that that right there was like not me like like really even leaning that hard. Like if you go back a little Fuck, bit, dude. Like when right there, see I'm not even like I'm not yeah. even turning my bar until I'm off the lip. Like if you turn that thing to the stop and you really give it a yank and you keep your head turned like those guys do on a bicycle. Like that's how yeah. I learned how to do threes on a bicycle. Like you dip your head and as long as you keep your keep head looking. turned, it's going, you know what I mean? Cause yeah, you're right. You're really not throwing it like insanely hard until you're actually like in the air. Yeah. Yeah. That's a trip. And is there's not much throttle in these ones either. Right. Uh, I think it's more just like a ten. Like you can see my wrist, like turn right there. Yeah. Like it's just a tendency a little bit, but yeah. then you see me crack off. You yeah. know, the other way, like a regular seat bounce whip, we're to the stop the whole time just to bring it that actually thing down. Mat- like yeah. it really matters. Yeah. That was like the one thing that I really like. As sick as Todd Potter's whips were when like they first started doing the best whip shit. I just fucking hated that everyone just went the whole whip. And I'm like, man, is it really like, do we really need to do that? I guess for some of them that you do, right? I think it's just without the, the inertia inertia and the gyro of that rear wheel spinning. Like it's night and day different to try to do that on a 250F compared to a 450, just Mm. because you have the power and your wheel spinning faster. The weight, I think everything about it is, I don't know. Helping it to, it to bring it back It around. works, yeah. Um, it's crazy too. Like, I guess, like, if you could just go to Tyler's page and just, like, just, like, close out of that and have a scroll, it's, like, hooligan racing. And then there's, like, X Games. The crashing sucks. Crash huh? shit. <laughs> half pipe. So it's, like, you know, you just kind of keep scrolling and it's, it's literally fucking good times and dirt bikes. Like, there's no, there's no gym. There's no, you know what I mean? There's so much now that we're in this era of like fucking fun all anyone wants to do i don't know what's going on there (laughs) what was that for um first game at oakland or what (laughs) it was one of those uh one of those the fest series stops i was telling you about so Uh, cam zinc he's a pro mountain biker and free ride guy and he had one of those fest series events and it was like it was just I I threw a pit bike race and at the time it was more of like a king of the road style like yeah r- like book and challenges and like one of the challenges was like the best ICP impersonation it was like the insane clown posse yeah. and like whoop whoop <laughs> yeah <laughs> whoop whoop so uh, I got my my nickname T Jugs no <laughs> juggle off a life son so no it's funny they just like i had to like film me like explaining the pit bike race and they just thought it was funny that i could knock off some points and just like pop out no one had seen me paint my face at that time you know and i just yeah. came out of nowhere and everyone was like what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> um, and it was just more funny but like seeing it on the tv show and i look like a <laughs> retard too, dude but. we've like we've spoke about the insane clown posse before on the podcast but like no one fucking knows about it dude and like the fucking scroll hole. have you seen like the actual juggler like documentary on Bro, it have i seen that shit that's like the biggest scroll 
hole I've ever been <laughs> yeah. down there. Me and me and Reinenberg, we were like obsessed with it, dude. We watched every single fucking ICP video <laughs> that was like on YouTube, man. Like we were just going every vice fucking doco like man that shit is so weird and then when people are it's like it's like real though it's so like, real it's real like. and then when, when people are like i can't believe trump won and i'm like copy paste and i send them like an inclined, insane clown posse link I'm like that's why that motherfucker won because them people are real all of those people are real Do they have a shit ton of they them. have that here no you ever seen a juggler on Oz? no no they don't have it that's that's all you bro that's fucking you guys <laughs> brian get the face paint um <laughs> so oh the other thing let's while we're like talking about that technical stuff can we look at one of the half pipes yeah the half pipe hits go, that'd be so go, go down a little bit there's down there's right up right from me and my dad in the rebel hat see that one nope the one in the middle the quarter pipe one this was this was X Games last year. So I had never hit a quarter pipe or an 18-foot quarter pipe before this point. I was yeah. very fortunate. I rode the, the Nitro Circus quarter. Okay. I was going to ask if you did that one. I I did. I rode it. I rode it for two or three days before. And, like, first day, I was like. Nope. <laughs> felt like the biggest <laughs> squid, like, sitting there. Like, Colby and Axel just, like, roasting this thing and, like just the commitment level it takes to ride up the nitro one's twice the size it's 32 feet tall that is ridiculous with 88 degrees of vert like i mean <laughs> that's like straight up it's fucked up dude, dude. and we're on a 250 pound motorcycle basically like and to and get just, to the top just, of that you gotta just be the like commitment level the commitment level like the the how much like speed you have to just like carry through the belly to get up that and not thing, to mention like not, the forces that's like going through you dude and uh, I'm in second gear. Like I just even like Axel, dude. Axel went thirty five feet or whatever this year at X Games above an eighteen foot quarter and a twenty four foot landing. Like imagine that noise. That's that's second gear, not even full throttle. What? You know what I mean? If like to me, like sky's the limit. But like once we start clicking into third gear, I don't know if it would still work. I feel like you're not enough like torque at that yeah. point but even with that like we're not wide open once you get wide open like that slightest little like that's like five feet every that, fucking that millimeter. slightest little cunt hair yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> slightest little of the crack of the throttle will put you another five feet yeah. that quick you know Let's so it's crazy so <clears throat> luckily i had hit the nitro circus quarter before this and i learned like you have to just go straight off of it what and you have to just go straight off of it. And at the top, you're giving it a yank, like yank back, basically, and you turn your head. And as long as you turn your head and spot the landing, it comes around. doesn't quite make fucking sense, but it works. So as long as you commit. If you don't commit... You end up on your head. Bad news. Bad, yeah. bad news. So that so point, we, yeah, I... Hey, so go into the top of the max and just like that volume thing, like you probably see on your screen, and just switch it to laptop instead of HDMI, and then we can mute it. Otherwise, it's going to be too noisy. Sorry, bro. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, and then you, yeah, go built in, and then just, yeah, mute it. Yeah, then now, we're, now we're Gucci, baby. Um. So yeah, I got to X Games last year and like I was psyched first time X Games. Is that game. you hitting the this the Nitro one? Yeah, that was my this was my first day hitting it in a year. Like can they put it back up this year 
and that was my first day getting, getting warmed up back on that thing but by the second day i was going straighter and land so each panel you see like the panels yeah yeah each panel is about 12 i don't know 12 feet basically so it's 70 feet wide the whole thing so each panel like by the the second day i was going straight off of it and i was landing on the first panel no you see, you see those like same with axel colby like everyone started hitting it straighter but you're going so much higher by going straighter and by hitting this nitro ramp that's what <clears throat> made me no, at X Games, like, I need to go straight. So, like, last year at X Games, I got there. First night was whip. Second night was quarter. I'd never hit an 18-foot quarter before then. And mind you, I hadn't hit the Nitro Circus quarter for two months, and I'd hit it for three days, maybe a total of 30 times, 50 times, whatever. And I was so fucking scared, dude. Like, I was really? pumped because I was like, I got through whip. I got a... I got a medal the first night and I get, I go into it like, you know, like had fun that night, whatever. Like next morning I'm like just oh, trying, you know, shit. the nerves. Like I was just, and I think like I wanted to have fun the night before just cause I was like so nervous about it. I got the one that I, I qualified for and came here for, I meddled in. Yeah, it was like a relief. I was, pumped. Yeah. I was like, sweet. Like got my first medal. Fuck. Yeah. And at that time, like no one had known X, uh, real moto results and I had gotten a medal for that too. So I was uh, like, sick, my second medal. Fuck yeah. Like who filmed that for you? Well, well, yeah, yeah. sick. That's right. Yeah. Wouldn't That's have, like a cool full circle. moment. W- w- yeah. Wouldn't have anyone else. Yeah. Um, but so dude, and then I get there in the morning and I'm like, I show up and I am fucking shaking like a leaf, dude. Really? Like, like legit. So like, scared. Cause like you look at that thing, like. It does no fucking justice until you're standing at the bottom of it and you're looking at it. And that thing's 18 feet tall. And Brian had seen that thing for the first time <laughs> when he got there. You know what I mean? Like right at the bottom for the first time ever. And he Are was you just like, like, dude, don't hit that. Well, knowing he hasn't hit it for a year or two, you're like, oh, dude. Fuck. But, you know, you got to get yeah. confidence. You can't so, yeah, true. So I went, you know, that, and that was this was the first year you know when when I, that I'm talking about right now and I and I ended up going out for practice first jump I like didn't didn't commit enough like so like how uh, the, the top of the ramp is you have to leave the top corner of the ramp with both wheels if you leave with your front oh, wheel before like your front, rear wheel yeah, yeah. you get stuck and yeah. you can't there's nothing you can do and this is one of those things we're upside down and like this but like you do not touch the throttle in the air as soon as you leave the lip it's straight what up happens straight back if you down. do hit the throttle just, just keep well, the, the front thing, up there. I it just some like there's a certain times where you, if you feel like you're gonna like under rotate it or over rotate it, you kind of get on the throttle. But like, mm. I feel it can get dangerous when you do that because like for instance, Jared the first year when he did it, he carved it oh, so he much wanted, huh? and he was upside down and went so far, but he like was so whipped out that he had to rev it to come back in, and it's such a steep landing. That he landed on the gas, and when he did it, like just ripped his hand out. You know what I mean? Because uh, he actually got hurt pretty good. Yeah, with that. He dislocated his hip. His or hip, something. yeah. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it was it was just gnarly. So like, I hit it the first time, and it absolutely got stuck. Like, didn't I committed, but I just didn't like yank it enough around, and I got stuck. And at that point, I'm like, "Fuck, this is gnarly." Okay, like I just 
take a step back. So is this in practice? This is in practice yeah, yeah. the first year. And never I still never hit an 18-foot quarter. Feels night and day different than the Nitro one. But not quite as tall. So it's like it's still scary, but it's not like as scary. Um so i at that point I got stuck the first one, and I'm like, at that point it was like, holy fucking shit, I need to like and everyone's take, there. Take a step. Like, it's not like you're at your house, like fucking something up. Yeah, you're under the one of the biggest stadiums in all of the United States. You know what I mean? They just had the Super Bowl here last year. In between this year and last year's X Games, they had a Super Bowl <laughs> in the same fucking stadium. You know, so I <clears throat> I ended up hitting this and get stuck. And at that point, I like okay, like calm down, slow it, slow it down, break it down. What did you do on the nitro ramp? How did you learn? And I'm so thankful. I like got to commit to that one um and i just learned go straight and give it a tug and turn your head and it'll work at that point like in the video that he showed the last video he showed you there's a line where let's play that should we play this one or here like go back to the last up right there see 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 the the brown line how everyone goes from bottom right to top left yeah and see my trajectory how it's straighter yeah just going that much straighter will put you that much higher without Mm -hmm. having to go as fast and that's how what I learned on the on the nitro one. You have to go straight and you have to use technique 100%. It's all technique. It's not about muscle. Technique and commitment. It's all it is. And so I learned how to go straight. So I ended up hitting it straight whatever. I I had the lead until the last one Colby absolutely sent it. Like got me by 6 8 inches or whatever it was. Um but then so you're turning the bars back opposite pretty well straight away. Pretty well straight away to to because otherwise the back's just gonna keep chasing, yeah, right? Exactly. You go up and you stop it. So like, see, so you go up and then as soon as you're up, you're going back. Yep. To to, to stall back out to, that rotation. Back to stop to stall the rotation because it can easily over rotate. Yeah. Who's that Aussie dude that's killing it right now on the court? Oh, Corey Creed. Yeah. Killing it, dude. He, homeboy sending sending it. it, dude. Yeah, there was um some of the guys, the rival link dudes, uh, friends of the podcast, and they were saying that he's doing like crazy fucking heights, like practicing here, like crazy. Yeah, shit. and I don't think like his his, his setups not even setups as good. not even as good. No. But but he was sending it when we were adding the nitro quarter like a few weeks ago. Yeah, like, right. I don't know how the month or so ago. But Isn't uh, it sick that a dude like him can just randomly come from Oz and like invest in a setup and have some fucking nuts for sure and now like he's gonna probably make a career out oh, of this for sure it's sick and it's and everyone cool to, says he's a cool dude and too. to me like this is one of the coolest things because like most people can understand it like it doesn't matter like your whip or your, like you know some uh, some people can understand the style part of it like but most people like like step up for instance is it's the so mo- the most viewed X Games discipline. Really? At one point, in the last few like few years ago, was the lot the this will take this will take over. This is cooler. And that's what I'm thinking. Like people, you know, like fans can. It, it's that wow factor, and they know like you're just trying to beat a height, mm. you know. And I think once they work through the the bugs of the the format and how it works and all that, is going to be good. But this was this year. I had not touched the Nitro quarter or Holy the shit. or the X Games quarter for one year. And I was still I obviously medaled the year before, got an invite back, and that was that was my first day back on this thing, just tr- trying to. What would happen if you seat bounce that? I don't know. 
Honestly, has anyone done it? I think the nitro one might work like really sick, as but I just think, I think like it'd probably put you too much back. I feel like right? it would put you in a little yeah. away from and the tranny. You, yeah, look at the middle one. That one, that one's pretty cool, like angle, because it's from the side too, and you can kind of see like yeah how much further you've got to come back to. This shit is crazy, dude. And like I said, like I hadn't hit this thing for a year, dude. And this year too, like I knew, I knew kind of what I had to do because the year before, like I was fortunate that I, I but had no, hit like, it. There's no fucking halfway crooks in this shit, no. though. No, it's 100, like... Like, you're doing it or you're not doing it? 200% commitment or zero. Or don't come. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, dude, I hadn't hit this thing in a year, and, like, getting there, and, like, riders meeting that morning, like, got through whip the night, or, no, this was first event this year. This was first night, so it was like, okay, yeah. you get there, and, like, on the way, like, my van, that my buddy was driving my van, fucking smoked a meat freezer in the middle of the yeah dude tell me about that i heard about that shit what the fuck so like yeah before all this like i already like on my way to x games i like so <laughs> you get, your buddy drive. i had my buddy drive like at that point i had so much going on i just finished everything i needed to finish to get going for that and i it was gonna be too much on my body and just getting there just to like you factory now, come on. That's what it is. <laughs> and to be honest, I just didn't really want to. <laughs> I just didn't really want to drive that far. <laughs> and and uh, so fortunately, Fast House let us use their their van. And one of my best friends from my hometown that I've been best friends with for long as I can remember, Tyler Beach. And uh, he comes down, grabs everything, like comes down late the night before, leaves super early the next morning, and is like calls me. He's like, "Oh, I'm already to I'm already to Colorado." I'm like, "Dude, you gotta." pull over and sleep tonight like get some sleep because you're way ahead of schedule you know you're gonna beat me there and like so he sleeps in Colorado whatever wakes up the next day I'm getting on a plane and I leave Ontario I have a, a layover in San Fran and then I go to Minneapolis and I like my my plane from Ontario kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and I'm like fuck I'm not might not make my connection well Whatever, he made the flight, got to the connection. I'm like full-blown sprint running to my gate, right? And then I feel my phone vibrating in my pocket. I get to the gate. I'm like, <laughs> you know, like winded as hell. Like, mind you, I'm in terrible shape. <laughs> 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 At least I'm honest. So I get there and I'm like, <clears throat> like great riding shape, but, you know. Yeah, you're in good best shape. <laughs> my, my knees are smoked. I can't do much running these days. Yeah. Um, So... I get to the gate and I feel my phone vibrating in my pocket and I'm like, like look at my phone and it's like my mechanic Rob. I'm like, why would Rob be calling me right now? Like Rob's supposed to be getting yeah, on no a plane. No news is good news when yeah, it comes to that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. Rob, Rob was calling me getting on the plane and like he was leaving after me at 11 o'clock that night. I left during that morning and uh, it's Rob and he's like, hey man, what's up? Like, and I can just tell in his voice, like something happened. I'm like, what's up? And I was like, I just got to my gate, you know? <sighs> what's up? <laughs> um, so he, you know, he tells me, uh, beach crashed the van. Like, uh, he was driving down the interstate and a meat freezer, like a, basically a big meat freezer, like, you know, long rectangle one fell out of the back of a truck in front of him and the car in front of him swerved and miss it. And he was on cruise control. Just, yeah, just cruising. just cruising. And next thing you know, the car in front of him, he didn't see it fall out. The car in front of him swerved and he's on cruise control and he's like, what do I do? 
the car in front of him swerved left. Plus, when you're in a van, it's not like you're super maneuverable. Yeah, for sure. In the sprinter, and he's like, sees it and like gets to the brakes and tries to swerve and gets right. It's either smoke the guardrail on the right side of the van or clip the meat freezer. And he's just like, fuck it, and just hung on, <laughs> smoked that thing. He said he sent it like a hockey puck, just like into the center median, just like thing just went kaboof. <laughs> And destroyed the van, right? So at that point, like, I didn't just have my bike in there. I had my buddy Wanky's bike that from Japan, and, like, he's also competing, too. And, like, at that point, I wasn't just worried about my shit. Like, I'm also worried, like, okay, this guy it's paid, paid the driver, you know, came from Japan, paid the driver some money to take his bike, and now his mic might not show up too like oh like and at that point i get that call and i'm just like losing my fucking mind and knowing that i'm about the to sit the worst thing is being on a plane about too, to man. sit down on a plane and be on a plane for the next 5 hours you know so mind you like i i get there I get on yeah, yeah I, everyone first thing like call my chick like fucking never believe it like just <laughs> losing my mind she's like it's alright it's alright everything'll be fine like then I call him and I'm like, dude, like, like you never fucking believe it. Like absolute worst case scenario. Like, so by the time I got to X games, like I get there finally call beach. I'm like, dude, like wh- what's up? And he's like, we're good. I, I got, they called AAA, got a, a tow truck driver there. The tow truck driver took me to a place to drop the van off, drop the van to get it worked on. The tow truck driver was a fan of motorcycles and so he canceled his next job, drove him like hundred miles back to the place that he was at, where where or I'm sorry, back towards where the where the crash was, which was in middle of nowhere, Nebraska, I think, like middle of fucking nowhere. Nothing's and doing. and goes back, and he's like on the phone all day. Finally, finds a U-Haul, right? Like goes back. <laughs> these guys take him back to a U-Haul place. Gets in a U-Haul, drives back to the to the where the van is. Unloads everything. Unloads everything. Does full Chinese fire drill. Throws everything in. Gets on the road and shows up the morning of quarter practice at like 9 a.m. Quarter practice is at like 3.30. And at that point, I'm like fully just like. Just tripping. Like the year before was like my first X Games and it was like no pressure. Like I was just like so stoked to be there. And like then it was like this next one was like. Okay, now I know like where you win now, I, I want to I, I want to win, you know, yeah. and I expect to win. So I was like, you know, and then I get there and I'm like, that was the last thing I needed, you know, to start my week. So it was just kind of like started off like fucking nightmare, you know. But anyways, like ended up getting there. Like my homie like pulled through so solid, like dude. Oh, and oh, that dude, the world for even just getting yeah. mine and wanky shit there and and drove literally all through the night got there watched me practice and like literally like barely made it back to the hotel and slept for like a day straight yeah so that was a hectic experience so like bike barely made it all that so like that morning like i'm already worried about all that and then i gotta go to the riders meeting and like oh i gotta i haven't hit this thing i'm shaking like a leaf dude like out of like literally feel my heart and it's just like you know out of my chest and i'm like just calm it's like behind the scenes like not to take anything away from Axel, but like you, you didn't have that much time. So like you're kind of in there tripping. Oh, I bet yeah. Axel is just cruising because he's like got Ma- that set up, you know? They had that, like he had, has two of those things out at MC's house that he was riding mm. and filming his Slayground thing on and, and his real moto stuff. And then 
for f- two weeks they had this thing in Calgary in Canada that was like a at a fair or whatever and they set up a full scaffolding landing like insane price tag on that thing to set it up and he had 12 days straight of practice That's and sick. flew straight to X Games which was like not, not to take anything away from him but he but looked like, like he was on a different level yeah. like the level of comfort that he had he was just like and that's the thing like so fun to him yeah and it was it was one of those things like he was so dialed in by that point and like mm. you know everyone would have taken full advantage of that situation if they Fuck could yeah. you know like why wouldn't you but uh I was just at that point like I was just nervous like seeing all these Instagram videos you know and that's also like where social media is like you can really fuck yourself you know what yeah. I mean and I started looking at it like oh no like this is gonna get gnarly you know and then so I get there whatever do this riders meeting I'm still nervous go out there get suited up I'm out there and like first jump like Axel's the first one to hit it first jump dude just fucking goes to the moon and I'm just like <laughs> well well fuck, here, let's go for a second he, here, yeah. here we go you know so like so at that point I just eased into it like like you know, a lot of you know, some of those dudes, like I was in the same boat, like Josh Hill and, and Wanky, for instance. Wanky had never hit one either. I thought ever. Josh would do way better. Josh had never hadn't hit one for a year yeah, either. Okay. So, which is it's just like a confidence thing. But I just think like maybe X Games should like invest in some kind of thing like Nitro do. That you know? that thing is no joke, and they really need to do something to like like dudes like Wanky. Like he'd never ridden it, but they invited him. And yeah, they need to have like he, some kind of lip to foam pit set up and then just let everyone just go ham in the yeah, foam and pit he, for like, a few days. Dude, he ate shit on it and it's like And you're not gonna did, turn it down. This thing's this thing is so fucking gnarly and so dangerous that like it you need to like be able to like let know that these guys coming that are going to be competing, like, you know that they know what the fuck they're doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not to say that anyone didn't or whatever. That that thing is it, a whole animal in itself. You know, you could be the gnarly. There's not that many of them. Like, like when, when I first rode the Nitro one, dude, like, the gnarliest freestyle guys ever, like, all the dudes, like, I've looked up to whatever, there's so many people that look at that thing and they're say, like, nope. fuck no. Like, well, Harry Bink's like that. Nope. Harry's like, nah, man. Good. Nah. Motherfucker does double flips with yeah. no shirt um, on front, for breakfast. Front, front flip rock solid. <laughs> for breakfast, <laughs> he does fucking <laughs> no shirt double flips. And then he's looking at that going, meh. Nah, yeah, good. so, but I think, like, the Nitro one is, like, so much taller, but it's, like, it does works. Does it feel safer? I guess safe's probably a pretty <laughs> stupid word to safe, use. Safe, safe's a, uh, a difficult word to use for a quarter pipe. It's, it's I think, problematic. I think, I think nothing about it's safe, but yeah. the more tuned in you are with just your technique and knowing what to do and stuff, like as long as you you know like same technique every time and you just mm. work your way into it and like don't bite off more than you can chew, like it's insane. Like thing, hands down, like I haven't, pretty much only done whips and raced a dirt bike <laughs> like flipped into a pit but like that is hands down the funnest feeling you'll ever experience on a dirt bike no no doubt about it like i said you don't touch the throttle when you leave you go straight up and you free fall straight back down <laughs> that's fucking sick um how hard were you tripping when your instagram got hacked right after x games just on a deal with red bull and like let's be honest like <laughs> they're fucking doing it on social yeah. you know what i mean oh. like it's because you're getting like fucking thousands of views thousands of likes like your 
you're built around content like you have a brand and then all of a sudden yeah sign on the dotted line with Red Bull win some X game shit and I've got no more platform no more platform were you fucking tripping yeah for sure like so what happened so I got an email through my my email and it was like basically said it was from Instagram from the Instagram team and it was like my, we were just talking about this like the day before with um, the head of social at Red Bull and and uh, he was talking about oh are you verified yet and I'm like no like I don't really care whatever like if I got to check that oh, you're, not, you're not verified but right if, now, if you are verified it, it 100% eliminates the fact of pretty much you getting hacked you yeah, know right. like that so whatever he brought it literally just so happened to bring it up the day before you know like after after quarter or after whip the second night like oh you verify well we'll work on getting you know so like next day i like get this email leaving x games getting on the plane that morning like ver oh you like verification like put in your username and password oh. to like uh, put your application in or whatever you know to get verified and uh just randomly like mind you hung over getting on a plane like <laughs> over it had wasn't too stoked like I wanted to do better and was very hard on myself but as I should be because I'd want more you know so uh I was like did that put it in and like get on the plane like land in my connection I don't know where my connection was I look open my Instagram when I land and it's like this weird like all these letters and like my Instagram names like changed and I have no profile picture but I still had all my posts and everything and I was like fuck I'm like oh I got hacked like what do I do and at that point right then I was still logged into it I mm. should have went in and just tried just change my password but mm. I was out of connection and like I was like fuck I got hacked and I was like calling people like what do I do and then like had to get back on a plane again like just Ugh. you know turn my phone off and then I get back and I land and it's like I'm completely logged out and I'm like there it was it was gone in oh. the abyss and at that point like you know like you can Let's say I put a photo of me and you and I add you in, in the thing you tap screen your name will come up like all those other people that had like m like that had posted me and added me in the photo you'd click on it and I, my profile was completely gone for like three days completely gone and then next thing you know my chick was like hey like this your your name came back and it's like constantly changing every day like it's changing like every couple hours, you know, and then as as I would look at it, like my posts would slowly just decrease. Like they were erasing all my posts and erasing everything, and like just this random, all these random names, right? And and it was like the weirdest thing. And like, but so at that point, I like made just like a random fake Instagram, like nothing to do with me, just like random, just whatever, just to follow my yeah, old so profile, so I could, so I could know. What, was going, what was going on and relay all this information back to Red Bull because Red Bull was trying to help me get it back and you got to talk to Facebook not because they own Instagram and all that and it was a nightmare complete nightmare and, and I was literally just giving them every step of the way what was going down like <clears throat> what names were changing my post getting deleted like all this shit and um, sure enough it got to the point where they erased all my posts every single one of them for six years like this fuck like you said like all that like trial and error before this social media shit like all those memories and all that shit that like you know now i look back on it, i'm like i lost them all i'm like dude that's it. i was losing my mind at that point like fuck like 
Because so the thing above. is, that's like the shitty thing about digital. Like, that's our version of the photo album. Yeah. Like, right now, like, if we go to my parents' house, there's, like, photos of me as a kid. There's yeah. photos of my first dirt sure. bike. There's photos of me fucking my first race. But now, it's, like, this generation. And, like, it gets to a point where it just stops. And yeah. then everything's digital. Like, how many times you lose a hard drive, lose a phone, fucking shit. Yeah, like, and you I, don't keep stuff. And, I, like, now I go back to my Facebook to be, like, like I found an old photo of, like, me and you. Where yep. me, you, and Walt, and we're like fucking yeah. standing behind the van on the way to uh, Eastbound Down. I remember that. Well, photo. that yeah, it was at the at, at the track at the event yeah. in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, the, I don't if if I lost my Facebook, I'd lose that memory for sure. And that's that's like with mine, like I had had an iCloud for so long or whatever on an iPhone, but like I never had a computer that I backed it up onto. Yep. So it was like all that, like how many like. I'd have years of memories and I'd lose the phone. And then there went those two years of memories, you know, like, Mm. but thank God for a platform like this, like I had them. So anyways, like they erased everything. Finally, like after I pretty much wrote it off at that point, like it was three, three weeks, three and a half Uh, weeks. I'm like, it's not, I'm going to, I just, at this point, I haven't had any, any answers, nothing. Like it was totally in the dark. I had no fucking clue what was going to happen. And at that point I'm like, Maybe I should just start a new one. And like at that point, like with just having a Red Bull platform and, and all my friends and like, you know, I yeah, could, I could, could regain, not that I give a fine fuck about a number yeah. of followers. Like obviously it helps for sponsors, but like it's a number, like, you know, I'd, if I could be a lot better at this and really want more, but like that's 100% organic. I've never promoted a post. I've never yeah. bought followers. Fuck that. Like yeah. that's a number. I don't care. You know? But, and that's what's also cool is like I have 177,000 people following me that's like actually like it, yeah that's like I mean I mean some of them have no idea but like you know most of them it's like yeah they're they, pretty pretty engaged you can even see with like how many views yeah, and shit that, yeah, that yeah. it gets but I mean it's, it definitely would have been heavy just I'm sure there were times where you were like fuck what like what's yeah, Red Bull gonna think of this exactly shit, you know? but you know at that point like I could have you know gotten it back and whatever and done my best but you know and then i'm in sturgis and i was there for hooligan racing and and like just wake up and get this email like got it back and like first thing like called everyone like dude you'll never believe it got it back got it back and like luckily my homie when when all this was happening this kid that i met in canyon like this kid that skates his name's uh uh, Noah, right? So I I met Noah a long time ago, whatever. Well, Noah had had an Instagram and he hasn't posted for like years. He's only posted a couple of times. He doesn't care about it, like hates social media. But he saw that I got hacked and he changed his instant name to my handle, uh. Tyler Behrman. So Noah Dickhead would be like, oh, he got his Instagram hacked and take my handle. What that way, if I, if I was to get it back, then it, that would be one more step to me like have to get my name back you know yeah, what i mean right. so he just took it and he's like let me know whenever you get it back and i'll and i'll just i'll change it and what like, a g yeah shout out to noah uh, <laughs> he uh so yeah basically right when i right when it happened i sent him a text i'm like yo dude finally got it back like it like do you mind going in and changing it and he's like yeah when, when do you want me to do it and i was like do it right now like i'm waiting with it open to change my username so just let me know whenever you do it and i'll change it over and right then changed it over got it back and was like fuck yeah i got it back but i had no posts nothing right <clears throat> so i went about three weeks three weeks dude and i'm like going through like 
bummed I lost all my posts. You could go to like the tagged photos and all my tagged photos were still there. Oh, okay. But all my posts were gone, right? And I didn't realize like on Instagram, you know, you can archive like stories and stuff like that or posts. You can archive a post. Well, when I went to the archive at first, it was just all my stories. And I didn't know at the top you can drop it down and change it over to posts. Well, when I did that, sure shit. Really? Over a thousand photos. That so as much of a dick that guy was to to hack me, he was not a dick enough to erase all my shit. All Why my do shit. people hack fucking Instagram? Dude, the guy like- hacked it, and a couple days later, he's like putting on like you know I said it like disappeared, and then it came back, and he erased all my photos. And once it got to zero photos, he put up a, an Instagram story like. Instagram for sale DM me for messages dude when I got it back I went through my DM this motherfucker was trying to sell my Instagram for $400 like (laughs) that's not a lot no come (laughs) on man you know what I mean like if you're gonna like sell $177,000 at least make it fucking worth it and like take someone's like job away from them basically in a sense you know like not necessarily that like no I get it it, you know what I mean but it was just like, like how the fuck are you gonna sell skinny bunny tea without that? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm but that's the thing. Like everyone that still followed me at that time, like I have, I think I well, I went all the way down to like 170 thousand followers. Like I lost like almost seven thousand out of it. Like whatever. But everyone that was still following me, like would see that that name was constantly changing, and then they would click on it and realize it's mine, and then like. Cause you could click the tag photos and see that it's all me, it, yeah. but, but it's constantly changing. They're just trying to, it. so when I get it back, I look through all my DMS and this dude's trying to sell it for $400 to multiple people. Like, uh, so he's just trying to scam 400 bucks. Just scam everyone. people. And I'm like, uh. and like I had the fast house guys hit him up like, Hey, like we'll give you 500 for it. Like, how do we know this is real? And at that point it's like, this dude it's already a scam yeah like you're gonna give this dude 400 bucks he's gonna take 400 bucks from multiple people and then what are you really gonna get the instagram back probably not you know fucking loser stupid like absolutely stupid so anyways end up getting it back i found out that they most of that shit was archived and i'd spent one day like going through individually unarchiving mm. everything i was at a thousand posts i got through 700 of them and I was over <laughs> I at was least you fucking you light up now so yeah you can go now it. I can go through it but um it was cool I like, get that thing back but it was definitely a stressful situation it's probably cool there. that you got that three weeks of detox though oh. now you probably got a bit more of a balanced relationship yeah, with it absolutely have a balanced relationship with it and then I know how to take it and like I've always been like <clears throat> try not to respond too much to negative energy and just like everyone just wants to feel like they have something to say when they're mm. just sitting at home in the scroll hole, like you said, you know? Mm. So, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, I love it, but I hate it, you know? Yeah, it's just a tool, man. It's yeah. just a fucking hammer. You can hit some cunt in the head with a hammer or you can build a fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. What do you want to do with a hammer? <laughs> like, but that's everything in life, dude. So, um, I want to talk about the hooligan racing because, like, yeah. I was talking to Kerry about it for a bit, and like, he's frothing yeah. on the whole hooligan thing. So it's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's it seems so like fun, man. I guess what it, it comes out to this whole thing. Like, we just had day in the dirt in Australia. Oh, fucking Harley Clifford wants a Facetime. Should we add it? <laughs> no, nah, he's all good. <laughs> if he calls back, answer it, and then fucking. Oh, that was a good 
Do you know who Harley Clifford is? He's like 10-time wakeboard world champion. He, he rides Red Bull, doesn't he? No, nah, Monster. Oh, okay. yeah, but I was thinking uh, Steel. That's yeah, it. you're thinking Steel Lafferty. They're, yeah. like, They're homies, yeah. yeah. But um, Harley, he's uh, he's just coming back to Oz this weekend. It's nice. his birthday on Saturday. Shout out, Harley. He's a fucking nice. legend. Happy birthday, Harley. Yeah, he's a man. Um, yeah, so, like, Day in the Dirt happens, and it's like... I went to a dirt bike race for three days and I rode two laps of the track. <laughs> but I left fucking pumped. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Day in the dirt is the best. You man. know? And it seems like that. Day in the dirt. The whole fast house vibe. Now you've got the hooligan racing. It's like, it's sort of coming back full circle. It's like we went fun, racing for fun, ultra fucking serious. And if you weren't holding up that AMA number one plate, you weren't shit. Yeah. And now it's like, then you get guys like yourself to where it's like the vision changes, the goals change, companies like Red Bull. Not to say they don't give a fuck about winning, they obviously, obviously do. do yeah. But they're also appreciating this other side. So it's like there's this whole movement, man. And you're, what's that? Simplicity. Yeah. And it's fun. Like, yeah. because as soon as you start adding all of this races, training, diet, yeah. fucking these friends that you can't hang out with anymore like yeah. just slowly it's just like chip 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 chips away at like the the real core element of like because dude you're from a motor you're from a motorcycling family yeah and it's like and i am too like i got i remember my dad doing fucking wheel stands on the beach and i'm like sitting on the front of his xr 600 and he's like fucking ord, 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 ord. <laughs> and like i remember that shit yeah that's like sure. that's the that's the fucking thing that you go back to when you're like oh why did you start running motorcycles you know what I mean? So it's like, is it cool for you to kind of like be it's, in now this new wave? Dude, so it's it's insane. Like you're just saying, coming from a motorcycle family, like my grandpa, like legend, my grandpa, Captain Ron. Um, Charger. Oh, I don't have one. Who's this? Nah. Okay. Is it going flat? Uh, 7%. That's all good. We don't need it anymore. Um. So my grandpa, yeah, like my grandpa we call him captain ron absolute legend dude like the movie captain ron <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, I fucking, no australians that, would know what that dude, movie that's ex- is dude. that's like him to the t what who was in that was it fucking uh burt, Re- not uh, burt no. reynolds what's his name fuck uh, dude, it's right on the tip of my tongue uh, i don't know i can't remember but big anyways. old reef ran the whole coast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh what you heard of it <laughs> <laughs> that legendary movie but that's like my grandpa in a nutshell pretty so much. that's it's him like, up there on the like screen his way of the highway yeah it's my grandpa on the right my dad on the left and uh both legends man like my dad uh my dad raced flat track my dad got into flat track because of my grandpa my grandpa belonged to a motorcycle club where we used to ride at clear creek they own or have a motorcycle club up there called the Salinas Ramblers. And uh, my grandpa has been in it for over 50 years. He's one of the oldest guys in the the club. I think the club's 75 years old now, maybe. I don't know, maybe more. I know they had their 75th anniversary not too long ago. So um, he was up there, and that was the reason why, like, my dad started riding. My dad was badass, like, flat tracker growing up, like, with all the legends of, like, you know, um, Kenny Roberts and, and uh, let's see, who else? Ricky Graham, like, Bubba Schobert, all those guys. Like, you might not know all these names, nah, no. but legendary names in, in flat track. I'm like, flat track's the oldest form of motor, yeah. motorcycle racing. Like, just racing in a circle, and everyone understands it, you know what I mean? So, 
my dad raced flat track like <clears throat> professionally, like pretty much local pro. There's two series, Gene Gene Romero and Eddie Moeller series, and those two dudes were are both in on any Sunday. Yeah, right. Gene Romero and Eddie Moeller. So, so they had their own flat track series. No shit. So yeah. I grew up watching on any Sunday. Yeah. Like that first that was like the like I mean, my dad was the same moto guy. No matter how many times you watch that, it, it makes you want to go around yep. every single time. Never gets old. Never so gets that old. was my like fucking. Timeless. That was my Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that was our Disney movies. Yeah. It was like put on on any Sunday yeah, for sure. So yeah, I definitely can can relate. So my dad would like race these Gene Romero and Eddie Mulder series, and um, that was like you said, your dad doing wheel stands with you on the beach. Like my dad would like for they do qualifying and then after qualifying they'd bring all the riders onto the front straight and they'd introduce all the riders all every time my dad and would, then you were there. my dad would throw yeah. me on the tank and i'd get to do the parade lap with him you know what i mean Fuck like, yeah always remembered that like and it was so sick and i i started riding when i was four and and uh raced flat track a little bit on and off but i never did it that much i didn't really care to like race or anything i just rode around my grandpa's property for fun like and then my dad raced pro like all those like through 2004 I believe and at that point I would go every weekend with him to those races run around as a little grom in the in the pits and like just just like I was like living like the flat track lifestyle but it was at that point like at that time it seemed just so boring to me like yeah when you're a kid it's yeah like like, it was awesome there's like a soul element to it yeah to where it's like longboarding yeah like if you compare it to surfing and I think when you're a kid you just want to get a fucking shortboard with three fins and you just want to do airs and like go to T Street and just fucking surf it but it's like as you get older you appreciate like the art form behind it and the soul side of it absolutely so So, i I get kind of why kids don't do the flat track for sure and and it's funny because you know he he did it up until oh oh four and and it's crazy because like i always tell people this the only grand national main event he ever made and basically like the ama circuit at that time now it's the aft only main he ever made was at del mar and he was on the very back row the fourth row with Tommy Hayden, Nikki Hayden, and Roger Lee Hayden, all three Hayden no. brothers. And that night, all three Hayden brothers podiumed. It was the first all brother podium ever. And they lapped my dad twice. So he was a part of history. <laughs> yeah, though. yeah. But it was cool. It was like that story, yeah. like the only the only grand national he ever made. Like <clears throat> so anyways, I went to the, the races watching my dad like forever race and rip around in circles. And I just thought it was it was awesome, but it was like I just, as soon as I did moto, I was like, fuck this, I'm jumping, you know? Yeah. So fast forward now to this hooligan thing. Like I, a couple of years ago, just started like Cam, Cameron Brewer from Rolling Sands Designs hit me up and he's like, he's like, Hey man, like you want to come ride one of these, one of these bikes sometime. And, and at that point, like <clears throat> my dad hadn't, he retired and retired in 04 and he hadn't ridden at all like sold both of his Rotax 600s that he had and he had my grandpa had a Bull Taco Astro 76 Bull Taco Astro no 360 shit. the same exact bike that my dad rode when my dad was 16 right so somehow my dad or my grandpa kept all that shit up in like my grandpa keeps everything right and he found the frame found everything got all the parts rebuilt this bike and the baddest bike ever like thing is so clean and whatever so my dad like came out started racing that thing again and like i just thought it was rad like 
sick to see my dad get back on it. And like, mind you, he still fucking sends it like, yeah, really? the best style, like got out there and it was super rad. Well, anyways, he, <clears throat> he started racing that. And then, you know, as, as I transitioned from racing and was doing the free ride stuff, I was did, like got on Von Zipper and I was doing like, like some hell on wheels races. And it was more of like a run what you brung style TT stuff and like yeah. flat track. And like, it was fun. Cause I, at that point it was, yeah, see, that's the bull talker right there, the Astro. No shit. Pop, Pops has got it, dude. Oh, that's your old boy's IG? Yeah. Damn, he is stolen. Yeah, he's got it, dude. Shout out to Randy Berriman, yeah. at Randy Berriman. Yeah. Give the old boy a follow. Give old man a follow. Give him a follow for some swag. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we we basically, he got that thing, rebuilt it, and then he borrowed, I borrowed my uncle's bike, and, and I can't even remember, and back in 14, maybe, we did a, we did a race together. And that's awesome, like me and my dad getting to race together now. That's, so I'm gonna get, I'm so gonna, good. I'm gonna transition into that. But <clears throat> so we started doing these these hell on wheels races, me and him, just like for fun, whatever. Like, and it was rad. Like I get to go out there and like race with my dad. Like, and you know, Which is I, every dad's dream, every dad's dream, and it's every kid's dream too, man. Yeah. Like to get like watching my dad for so long. And at that at that time, I don't think I really like realized it. And maybe I was like, it was like I said, it was four and. 2014 so it was a few years ago and a little younger and I don't think I'd I was I, I kind of not necessarily taking it for granted I just didn't take it for what it was you it's know? funny eh? you know, <laughs> as you get older like you kind of can identify with yeah. like nostalgic things yeah like I feel like that way more than I ever have for sure and then same with me like when with this injury and everything like I'm yeah taking a step back and like okay like where I would be irate through the roof right now and just like fuck everything you know but anyways uh so i started racing my dad it was super fun and then fast forward like we're you know we're racing together a few like maybe once a year for over the next couple years and then i cam hits me up hits me up and asks me if i want to ride one of these indians cam got hurt or whatever and ended up going out to costa mesa rode rode the the hooligan bike things so gnarly dude 500 pounds fast as yeah 500 pounds like i've been on Put it this way, I was on a on a half mile in Sturgis, going clo- easily close to 100, and I was n- not even hitting the rev limiter in second gear. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I've ridden some pretty big tracks, and I literally ride them in first gear. What? Like the thing, it's in, they're so fast, it's insane. But um, so I, I was riding these things, and like just did a few races, and it came to this year, and the the end of last year, I'd r- I rode a couple, and and Cam hit me up, and he's like, it was the first round of this year going into the the Super Hooligan National Championship, which is run by Roland Sands, and uh, you know the, this Hooligan thing, it's been gaining a ton of traction. It's like you go, it's like grassroots style, like all these guys like run what you bring, you bring, you build it out of your garage, and and you do it well fortunate enough for like Roland they had an extra bike that they let me ride and then and then Roland and Cameron both like busted their knee like Cam towards ACL Roland actually broke the the knee you know so is that on like the inside knee from like <laughs> the tibial plateau is but is that it. is that they're getting it from like the inside knee and turning that these injuries are just crashes I think crashes just, kind of just crashes so that's I not think. like a thing that's common uh I mean potentially could but you see like like you can't really see it in this photo but we wear steel shoes yeah and it's it's super hard to catch catch your foot on the ground yeah 
Like it slides very easily on the ground. Like you can see, my dad will have it over mm. his toe and strap. Have you on. ever rode the like the legit speedway bikes around? I there? haven't. They're fucking gnarly. I've dude. been meaning to. They're like, really hard to ride. Yeah, no brakes. It's like bike skill right there. Yeah. Um. So I I'm like racing these things. Both those guys got hurt. They they had their team sponsored by Indian. They had to have their bikes out there. And basically, that this whole year they just been have finding people to put on the bikes so right sick. well it's awesome and uh so i the beginning of this year i went to the first round in oregon and they're like oh like come race and i was like oh yeah fuck yeah stoked and it was literally landed from new zealand and the next weekend i was in oregon racing this this super hooligan thing and i actually did pretty good and made the main like wasn't expecting to and there were some gnarly dudes and and the thing is like it's getting really competitive now and like yeah. everyone's figuring out how to ride them well anyway so I, I whatever made the first main did all right um and then there's second rounds in Paris, right by my house. And I'm like, talk to Cam and I'm like, Hey, like we should, my dad, like it's been ripping the bull taco. Let's put him on one of these things. Like, you know, you guys got, they had a Harley there. They had a, a triumph, a Yamaha, like just extra hooligan bikes laying around. And I'm like, Oh, can we throw him on one of these? Well, they sure shit. They threw him on the triumph. And like at that point, then it's like, okay, like can't let old man beat me. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like game on. So like, <clears throat> but still like very very like getting to pinch myself like i'm racing with my dad it's so rad you know what i mean so he comes down races the triumph smokes me <laughs> first round and i'm like fuck like got the old man got me and like that point like lit my fire you know but but it was it was rad because my dad met everyone and it the the story speaks for itself like it's father son we're getting to race with each other and like he doesn't want me to beat him and I sure as hell don't want the old man to beat me so yeah. it's like it's awesome you know so fast forward now he's ridden every single round since with us and I think I'm shit I'm I'm a few up on him now really yeah it's we're, we're keeping keeping track but he uh yeah it's crazy man just getting to like race with with my dad is like it's unreal, you know. And like I said, the story tells itself, and like having him, like, dude's like always driven to all these races, like cross country, growing up and stuff, and, and like yeah, the stuff that he's done for you, and yeah, and and the stuff he's done for me. But now it's like we so the we go to the X Games qualifier for the hooligan racing, right? First time ever, my dad's whole life, like he's never flies ever. But one of the first times, like they, they flew him to flew him to the race, and like he got there, and like the bike was there, and he was just like, my dad was tripping, dude. He's like, I can't believe I'm here. Like I'm here with my son. I'm the team flew me here. The bike's here. Like this is insane, you know. And like, and it's just I don't know, man. It's just crazy how like this whole thing like comes full circle. And now fast forward like couple more rounds. Like we went to Sturgis together. We had three days of racing in a row. And, old man like this is the half mile right here and you can see like where the shiny dirt is that's yeah. that's what they call the blue groove and the blue groove is really thin and you blow that blue groove and you push wide look at that chain link fence yeah it's like the most like and it's like if hardcore that, it's marbles yeah you have like that's most hardcore grassroots racing but so fucking dangerous dude. yeah like when it when it goes wrong when you're doing 100 coming into that turn and you blow that groove like shit gets real quick real quick yeah so old man 
my bike's like like all day my bike's running on one cylinder kept firing would do one lap and it fired in one cylinder and lose power so i'd have to shut it off turn it back on well we changed the ecu for my lcq i ended up making the main well was in front of him in the main like running fifth and old man comes in hot like here's my bike starting to sputter because my the new ecu wasn't like on top wasn't fully running right and it was kind of cutting out so i'd like send it through the turns but then like halfway down the straightaway i'd be like and losing power so he'd catch me and he hears my bike losing power sees the opening and he just fucking throws it in there dude and (laughs) no shit old man threw it in there and blew the groove right in front of me right and i'm like oh shit and at that point he thought he's gonna blow the groove i'm gonna dive back under him onto the groove and i'm gone right well I was like, I ain't letting old man, like, I know this thing's sputtering. I ain't, I ain't lifting until I'm in the turn. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I lift as he's blowing the groove and I'm like, oh fuck. You know, he pushes me all the way wide. Like can't see anymore, but I'm my back wheel. I'm to the stop. Like mind you, like these things are 500 pounds. I'm doing at least 80 miles an hour. To the stop, wide open, back wheel almost in the grass. Like, homeboy blew me off the groove. Somehow <laughs> saved it. We both dive back down to the groove, like, right behind him. I get in the tuck, and I'm, like, doing everything I can to keep up with him. I just couldn't. The straightaways, I'd get him. I'd keep up in the turns and the straightaways. It was just cat and mouse, you know. Anyways, he ended up blows, blows me off the groove. And after the race, he's like, man, like thought you were gonna get back under me he's like i'm sorry dude like i almost almost killed both of us and it was just like a funny situation well next day we go and we're racing the next night i ended up winning that night pops fell in the main so i was one up on him on that one and then the next day (laughs) same shit he i i got bad starts all day i'm behind him he's on the front row i'm on the second row or, no, I'm sorry. We're both on the second row. He's right inside of me. Clicks second coming into the first turn. Blows us both off the groove, all the way off the track. So like, oh. and I felt good all day. I felt like I had a fighting chance. Like I won the night before. Like my confidence was up. I was pumped. Like, and I'm like, he blows me off the groove, off the track. And at this point, I'm like, fuck me and him, dead last, second to last, dead oh. last. And I ended up like past him crawled my way all the way back up to fifth but i was like came off i'm like dude you blew me off the groove again <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so it's just like i don't know just one of those things like it's it's been the hooligan racing itself is fun it's fucking like grassroots like i said it's everyone there is having a good time for the most part it's getting really competitive but just nothing beats getting to race with my dad and and come back and talk shit to the old man and be like haha got you you got know you what i mean yeah. so um yeah man it's all time well i think we've been going for two and a half hours really yeah dog crazy goes quick huh um dude i'm so stoked like the situation sucks yeah that we're not doing like a recap of all the fucking fun we had at day in the dirt yeah but i'm still glad to see you and it's been hey there's always next year dude yeah you there's gonna be back. next year yeah fuck it was fun i will i f- and then we're gonna trust me i saw all the videos yeah and we're gonna make sure that my dad is your mechanic for this weekend <laughs> okay, and perfect. dad will take care perfect. of it but um <laughs> but yeah man is there any shout outs you want to do anything anyone, anyone um, to talk about i suppose a lot of your plans have changed so yeah just like you know just really quickly touching back to that um 
yeah, I had my plans where I was coming home from this. This was 100% fun. I was going to do that nitro, nitro quarter World comp games. Yeah. at the World Games. Um, and then two weeks after that, I was going to Monster Cup to defend the title that I had won um, last year for the biggest whip thing. And then I was heading straight from there back to X Games Sydney. And then uh, basically day in the dirt, November, and then to Italy, December. So like I said, my my plans that was the hardest part of being injured here is just knowing like well what, dude there's so much opportunity now I know. with red bull you know yeah like and it's that, just, that's one of those things i can't it's got to be frustrating I, it is frustrating but it's something i can't dwell on there's nothing i can do about it there's nothing you can do you, you can't look back and change it so yeah. it is what it is i just need to take it for what it is and and, and you got to think man like you're in a really unique spot like yeah. you're not ryan dungy like you're not retiring at 27 like yeah. this is the tip for what I'm doing. Like this is the start, bro. I'm I'll be older than Twitch, older than Grandpa, and still fuck. It's gonna getting, be hard to getting, be older than him, getting, bro. Getting like, ever. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> nah. I'll at least hopefully, I get, hopefully, I, I still have hair. my hair by that age. Nah, man. He's bald by choice. <laughs> yeah. Like he shaves it. Like he could have a fro he, if he, he wanted to. <laughs> really shaves it because one, he's got grays, and two, he's got a receding hairline. Oh, so know. don't let him oh, fully. <laughs> don't let him fully. <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, just stoked. Thanks for having me on here. Stoked to stoked to see you again. It's been a long time. It's Um, been way too long. Just want to obviously thank all my my sponsors, my family, my friends, my 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 haters, everyone. Love (laughs) y'all. Sweet dude. Well, let's go get some Mexican in Australia. Yeah, dude. For I cannot tell you how badly I'm craving just the sloppiest, just wet burrito. Dude, I miss. That's what I miss about California. One, one, one more story. Okay, okay, yeah. real quick. So, <laughs> dude, hey, we got time. We don't right. have to. Leave. Hey, so <laughs> these, so they're loading me into, about to load me into the ambulance, leaving right from <laughs> and, the track. From the track, yeah. and the and the the people in the ambulance are like, look at me, like, okay, honest, like, and I mind you, I'm just trying to like make the best of the situation, <laughs> like. So on your pain scale on one to ten, what is it? And I like look at look at both of the like chicks that are the Amos chicks, and I like look at Kenny past them, and I was like, sixty nine. <laughs> 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 and they both like just kind of laughed at the time, and, uh. and then whatever, and then they take me in there, and like, so I go get transferred to Wesley Hospital where I was getting my my surgery and all that, and like they're checking my spine, and they're like, oh, we gotta like, we gotta like stick her finger in your butt and I'm like oh at that point I'm like oh was it a dude like, or a chick it was a chick but yeah, I'm that's like all, that's all right at least <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm like I'm like oh like fuck and they're like okay like slowly roll over and I'm like oh, like you really gotta do this you know and I'm like I'm like rolling over and I'm like well at least spit on it <laughs> as I like hear like <laughs> rubber glove, glove like snap, snap. Yeah. and like I look up and like the two the there's the two girls on the one side of me like are like they're like looking at me like oh my god like he did not just say that you know and then the other one that just snapped her glove is like what did he what did he say and then they're like they like look at me and they like look back at her and they're like what the fuck uh, they told you to at least spin on it and I'm like I'm like oh well. I'm like, sorry, sorry. Like, that was very inappropriate. I know. But, like, this is like a not chill, you know? <laughs> like, sure shit. Like, and she's like running her fingers down her back all the way in there. And she's like, okay, now, like, squeeze your cheeks. I'm like, oh. 
No. Squeeze my cheeks, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no. Uh, Pulls it out and just fucking shit all over myself, dude. It was so gnarly. Oh, no. But I just thought that was pretty funny, like... Dude. Making the best, making yeah, light of, of a situation. shitty, literally shitty situation. <laughs> Dude, when I got, when I went to Adelaide, uh, like when I had all this kidney stuff, now like they rushed me to hospital. Like you're gonna die, you have to get to hospital yeah. right now. So then I got in a cab, went to the hospital, and then um, yeah, the the chicks like it was a chick, and she was like my age, and she was like decent looking. She had to put a catheter in. And, like, you could just tell she felt, like, super awkward about yeah. it. Like, it's so much better if it's, like, some old I gotta lady grab or this some, little some thing. old... Yeah, she's like, what? where is this? But she's like, she's like, I gotta put a catheter in. I was like, yeah, whatever, do what you gotta do. Like, literally, they said you're about to die. So I was like, fuck, my dick is the least of my problems yeah. right now. So then, and she just, like, fumbled around with my dick for, like, five minutes, bro. And then she's like, she's like, she's like, oh... I can't, I can't get it right. She's like, I don't do many of these. And it hurt like, oh, fuck, yeah. bro. And I was like, man, you have to fucking figure this out. I was like, this is fucked up. So then she's like, I'm going to go get someone else. So then she gets another chick that's like the same sort of age again. So I've got these like two fucking chicks in the room, just like both looking at my dick like, like, oh, have you done many catheters? Like, I haven't done that many. And I'm just like, go get somebody that fucking, fucking does this. this. Go get someone that's done this shit. <laughs> Go get grandma back there. Yeah, She's get done the it. old lady <laughs> that does these to herself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> classic. Good so. times. All right, let's go All right, to Mexican. Dude. Hey, thank you. Cellmates for life, yep. son. <laughs> yeah, we got through the whole podcast without talking about it. I know, good. We'll, we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> we'll save it for next time. That's fun as fuck. That was fun. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.